Hello everyone once again. Welcome back to Fluxtapose recording on Wednesday the 9th of August 2017. I am Jason Lacey joined with me this week by none other than Mr. Donnie Reese. That's Greetings Koopalings. It's Donnie. What is going on? This is Bizarro World. I love it. Donnie, you're finally on Fluxtapose. You finally. have arrived. You yes. have you've you've hit the apex, my friend. Internet stardom is what I've reached now. I feel like this is this is how Greg Miller feels. <laughs> uh, <I laughs> just just run with it. Just okay. I thank you, sir. I'll I will take it. Um, well, well, I'll get into the Lucas explanation a little bit, but yes, this is Fluxapose. Uh, gosh, I don't even know what episode I'm on anymore. Uh, 173, I think. I don't have a document prepared. We'll come back later and correct that. So we'll correct that. But uh, man, yeah, I've been on vacation. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. Hey, 173. I was right. Perfect. On the docket today, uh, we'll have some IRL. We'll have some what you plan. Uh, we'll have an overclocked remix. I thought since Donnie is on, what better topic than to talk some horror movie stuff? Because oh yes, it's Donnie's favorite. So I thought, what better time to to get into that? And uh, no grab bag tonight. We'll just round out the show and uh, take things away. So, with that said, let's fire up this podcast machine and have some fun, shall we? I think that sounds like a good time. So, Donnie is here lucas is not so let's let's explain that first lucas as he talked about last week he got back into some film projects he had um i don't even know what his first one was is still because there was a he had to sign an nda on it i'm pretty sure that was the one he worked on and a couple of he had a couple day shoot on that and now he is um he wasn't we, we live in in I live in a kind of a suburb. He lives in one of the um, another part of Grand Rapids, but so they have. There's a show. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Donnie. I think it's on. I think it's on Traveled. It's either on the Travel Channel. I don't think it's on Food Network. I think it's Travel Channel. It's called uh, Booze Traveler. No, I've never heard of that. And I I've never watched it myself. I have seen commercials for it, and I can't, I don't even know the host's name. But the guy goes into different cities, and I think he kind of just goes around and you know different uh, drinking customs and things Does like that. Does he dress up like Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> I would hope so, but I would hope probably so, yeah. not. That's the, probably that's not. The most important so thing. this guy, Lucas, is working on this show, and so he's basically this guy's personal assistant the entire time they're shooting, like the next week and a half. So he was uh, going up to Traverse City, which is uh, it's probably, what, I think like a three-hour drive, uh, three hours northwest of where we're at. Really a lot of uh, – Quite a few microbreweries there, but Traverse City is mostly known for its wineries. So big wine country up there for in Michigan. So he's picking this guy from the up from the airport and basically doing everything for this guy. So hopefully he's not a diva. Otherwise he's going to have a hellish <laughs> week. But uh, so that's where Lucas is at. Um, I'm sure it's going to be tough for him. I've barely talked to him because I've been on vacation. Um, it's going to be tough to be away from his his family that long, and especially he's been out of the film game so long. But Enough about Lucas. He's not even here. So why are we even going to waste our time on him? Donnie, <laughs> Donnie is here. I, f I feel like everyone that listens to Flux Suppose might already be familiar with Donnie Reese. But for those that are unaware, the uneducated, let's let's have a small intro of the Donnie that I the internet's the internet's Donnie Reese. The internet's Donnie Reese. 
Okay, well, um, for those listeners that do follow you, I'm also on Twitter at Play Nintendo. I am a part of Team PSVG with Mr. Jason Lacey and Mr. Lucas Rose. And uh, I tweet and write and blog and podcast about all great things about video games, primarily Nintendo. I'm known for my Nintendo bias, my Nintendo apologyism, as well as my oh, uh, a little bit, blanket a little bit. statements. <laughs> that's, that's what I get a lot. Donnie's blanket statements. But uh, I'm happy to permanently replace Lucas here on Flexibus. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic addition. If anything, you've he upgraded. He doesn't know. He doesn't know about that yet. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, fuck it. Uh, perfect. Well, you know, it's been a long time coming. I've been pod- doing this podcast for well over three years. I've known you about that long. Well, I, I think since well before that. So yeah. It was about it was about time. I mean, I've had Kevin on here. God's sake. Well, he's more into that comic and stuff. I I can understand that. I was going to say, I've known you since before I started college. I graduated college. Holy crap. Two or three years ago. So, yeah. That makes sense. Wow. Getting old. Man, we're getting up there. Uh, I'm sure everyone's dying to know I survived vacation. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, I mean, we call it vacation, and it is vacation, but it's kind of like, family vacation family visiting at the same time too because it's um it's my wife's grandma is who we were staying with um and my 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 father-in-law actually was able to surprise everyone and he flew up from texas oh wow he was there with us and then my my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law and my wife and our son and the dogs and so we're all staying with her grandma and the town's called rogers city it's very um it's kind of like a i don't kind of like one of those sleepy port towns because they're right on they're right on part of lake huron they're a big i mean they're they're it's a you know manufacturing country you know um they uh like one of their biggest employers there they have a huge quarry called calcite and it's limestone quarry and that's like one of the big you know industry up there is they harvest limestone and ship it out so that's you know you have sailors and blue collar workers i mean that's that's the type of country i mean like the sleepy weird i tell you what northern michigan the further north you get in michigan michigan gets weird north i mean <laughs> i mean we're getting closer to canada i mean northern michigan especially once you get the upper peninsula you're basically canadian but there's that's true. weird weird people and weird things in in the further north you go in michigan but uh so the very few nice. things that i know about michigan are that one being raised a bug eye I hate all things you, Michigan. You hate everything. Yep. Um, <laughs> the things that I learned as a cultured adult about Michigan is that apparently it's absolutely gorgeous once you get outside the, the cities. Like, everything I've seen is just yeah. stunningly beautiful. Um, also, tremendous g- disc golf state. As somebody yes. who got, like, crazy into disc golf for a long while, I have met many a Michigan disc golfer. I've seen many a picture of michigan disc golf courses apparently you guys do it big up there there's like united states yeah. opens and things up there so i played a little bit in college and it's funny because we were talking in our our discord chat the one day with with devin about mm-hmm. disc golf and he was like wait why not you just what disc golf and you we educated and then you talked about how you shared that link to how that the what the national championships or yep. whatever that it's was a toboggan and um i've just seen that in my my local like i follow you know a few a few michigan websites and now they're that's coming up in the stories too so it's yeah apparently it's a big deal i didn't know that i mean there are i know of 
four courses in my city. I mean, there's one course like a mile from my house. So I mean, so just to, just to fill you in, because I know a little bit. So my I played professionally is not the right word because I was an amateur, but I played in sanctioned events. Okay, I played with professionals, but I played on the amateur side. So I didn't play for money. I played for like prizes. Okay, I won a few of those. I came in second, nice. third, a bunch of those. Dang. And I actually put one on myself. I actually directed a tournament. We raised money for a local um, a local orphanage, which I stayed at a little bit when I was little. So it's mm-hmm. kind of close to, close to the heart. And we raised like five grand for them. And I had pros, like professional. So what I'm, the point I was trying to make is there are professional disc golf players. So anybody that's listening has wow. no idea. They're like, There's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's that stupid game. There's people that uh. don't have a job. They play disc golf. Play disc golf. That's what they do for a living. And it's not like two of them. There's like a hundred of them. Like they just tour around and they just play disc golf. Play disc golf. Yeah. Sponsors, sponsorships. There's like there is a Nike of disc golf. Like there's like a a, a group. Like yeah, that's a real thing. It's it's bizarre. I'm terrible at it. I've only tried a few times. Um, Probably because it was I was hungover. But it was after, nice. you know, I had buddies I'd always go stay, hang out and party with at Central Michigan, and they'd always want to go out the next day. And uh, I, I'm terrible at it. And then I had, I had a roommate that loved it too. At one time, he'd play all the time and had, you know, like I swear, like 30 discs. And he's like, oh, I just yeah. got this new driver. I got a I whole got bag. Yeah, bed. yeah. They just and it's like, I think I, I would describe it that people that are crazy into disc golf are like people that are crazy into magic. Like Magic the Gathering, I'm referring yeah, to the yeah, tabletop yeah, yeah. game. Like that's like and there's there's I'm I'm tangenting here. I'm going off on it, but there's a guy there's a guy I I I know fairly well because back when I was I was um younger in my younger twenties, um, was looking to start a band and I was looking to maybe play bass for him and never I just didn't have the time, never got off the ground, but I've always been slapping the bass. You know, exactly. Boy stayed connected to him on social media, and he's uh, bounced around at different game stores. Like he's worked at GameStop, a couple of different GameStops, and then he's worked at a a smaller chain. And he still works at um, now he works at like a comic shop. And I, actually, I think it's the one that's literally like a mile from Lucas's house. But he always posts like he complains about his customers on his his social media posts. <laughs> I, I really want him to like write a book. I'm like, you need to make put a book together your collections of. Uh, retail stories from hell because it always talks about like the smelly guy that'll come in. I know that guy. When people like just parents just jump, dump off their kids. I know those to people. Run around yeah, GameStop, absolutely. And then they go, they go get lunch and whatnot. Down, yeah, yeah, and then get pissed because you're not taking care of their kids. It's like uh, what? And then, uh, but he he usually goes off about the magic kids the most because they'll come in and just look through all the cards for like three hours and they want to talk to you about all this weird stuff. And he's always, he doesn't like his customers a lot, but I don't blame him, but it's hilarious for me to read. But the only thing I'll add to that tangent is that when I got really into disc golf, there was a period in my life where I told my wife, I was like, I don't necessarily like the group of people that I'm associated with like like with the genre. (laughs) I don't think it's was representative well, of well, myself. Don't you have to be stoned to play disc golf? That's yeah, that's that's, that's kind of that's the, my you know, understanding. Yeah, that's, that's how my friends always wanted to play. So I mean, that's the, the professionals really hate that connotation, <laughs> but definitely yes. But yeah, that, I mean, there is that stereotype that goes yep. with it. Is that you have to be a? It's a hippie you, sport. Yeah, it's what all the hippies were doing back in the seventies. I mean, that's really where it comes from. That's where it all began. But now. I will say now it's a much bigger deal. Like there are parks and rec departments that have like disc golf like budgets, and it's not like massive, but you know, yeah, 
like at one point in time when I was working for a different county, like I worked with the parks and rec de- development team, like on how to budget and fund like multiple courses across the county. And what I was going to say for you, like you said, you had multiple courses in your area. Yeah, that's 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 not that's not common. Like that mm-hmm. that goes to show just how like how like Michigan, California, Washington, and Oregon. Like those are the states you want to go to okay. for the place in disco. And see, since I just grew up with, or I've just grown up with that, I just assume that's what it's like. I no, mean, no, when no. I go, yeah. When I go to the grocery store, there's the guy, this house on the corner. The guy has what? What, what do they call the? Do they call it just a, a net, or do they call it a goal? What's the actual it's terminology? A basket. It's called a disc golf ba- basket. It is a, it is a basket. He mm-hmm. has a basket in his backyard. So do I. I have two of them. <laughs> I've got them on each side of the yard, so I can throw from one side to the other, back and forth. Uh, okay. See, so yeah, I'm learning things. Get this golf basket. I did not play any disc golf on vacation. I didn't do any physical activity. Well, I was we going to ask we- you, what did you exactly do on vacation besides just going to this port town? Oh, uh, yeah. So um, we, let's say we left on, well, I took off, my last day of work was on Wednesday. So we Thursday we got up, got the baby around, and we drove up to my in-laws, and we just stayed there that night because it it's about a four-hour drive from their house to our destination. So we tried to minimize how long we had to have the baby in the car seat as much as possible so i mean really we just honestly just hung around i mean we just we would would walk because they actually during this time of year they have what's called their nautical festival so they have a bunch of stuff going on you know craft show beer tent um a parade you know they have events like you know typical small town summer event type things so there's stuff like that going around but so we go um, you know, we just have breakfast as a family every day. We'd go down to the coffee. They had like this really nice, for not having anything else, they had this really nice coffee shop there. So we always nice. go down there and get some get some fancy coffee and a lot of food. They always have like this awesome chicken dinner that they cook out. And um, so, I mean, really, we were doing stuff like that most of the time. And then um, we actually, my wife and I actually did, we were hoping that we were, I think the original plan was we were going to have one night, you know, we're actually going to have a night out to ourselves for the first time since we've had the baby but just didn't quite work out that way so the one day we did go up to Mackinac City on our own with with Aiden but uh, that's good so we, we wanted to go to Mackinac Island but we didn't uh, didn't really have time for that so we just went up to Mackinac City putzed around um, did a little shopping had um, I ate at a place called Wienerlicious which is awesome <laughs> yeah. because I've been to Mackinac City thousands of times wienerlicious is your typical tourist like mackinac city and mackinac island are very premier tourist destinations in north michigan everything with the mackinac bridges and so this is your typical touristy shtick i mean it's a giant it's a building and then on the roof there's a giant hot dog like decked out and then the name of the, i mean the name of the place is wienerlicious so it's your typical run-of-the-mill get in and get out hot dog stand which i found the hot dogs were really good but i was a little disappointed in in the actual establishment because i really think they're just like we don't care anymore but i think you could really kill it if someone in ownership really had a little more passion for the place because mm. they like they, they don't have a drive through anymore they just have a bunch of crap like styrofoam cups and other crap piled up in front of the window like if you still had your drive through running i think mean, you could get more orders out that way it has a decent enough atmosphere but have I mean, you ever ventured sucker. south like south of the mason dixon line I have been well. We used to go to Florida all the time as a Florida kid. Florida doesn't so. count. Florida's a Yankee state. <laughs> so we'd always drive. Th- we'd drive a lot. We'd fly, but we'd always drive through a lot. So okay, 
been to Tennessee. Everything on I the mean, way. I mean, it takes. I feel like it takes like a day just to get through Georgia. It does. You know? So I can I've tell you, as a transplant, I've been to a few Waffle Houses. I've been to a few. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh, what was uh? Oh gosh, Shoney's. I've been to a Shoney's? few Shoney's. Shoney's is great. Um. That's probably about it that I could. I was gonna say, of. as a as a as a Yankee transplant down here, I can tell you that there's two things. There's there's three food facts that I always share with people from both sides. People that go from south go north, and people from north come south. Uh, number one and two is that down here in the south, for all of the things that they do well, and everybody knows fried chicken and all that, all the soul mm-hmm. food that they do mm-hmm. great. They can't make a sandwich or a hot dog to save their lives. <laughs> like, and anybody up north just knows, like, you know, you go to a ballpark, you go to like a corner or something, you get a hot dog, you know what you're expecting. They can't do that down here. Oh. There's actually like one famous place here in Atlanta, at least, that's called the Varsity. And if you ever okay. talk to anybody from Georgia, from Atlanta, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you it's like the greatest thing in the world. You know, it's like this Krispy Kreme argument. They'll be like, you've never had a hot dog until you go to the Varsity. And then you go to the Varsity, you realize it's like every other hot dog on the corner in <laughs> New York City or Cleveland or, or Chicago or any other northern city you've ever been to. It's like the exact same hot dog. And then um, <laughs> in the south, they do biscuits and gravy. And uh. for my entire life that I lived up north, I never experienced biscuits and gravy until I moved here. And then I was like, opened my eyes to this new world of breakfast. I was like, oh my god, it's like the greatest thing in the world. See my, see, my dad's big on the, the omelet that you get that then is then covered in biscuits and gravy. I was nice. like, oh my god, dad, yeah. you're, just, you're just killing yourself. What do you do, dude? You gotta go some way, man. Like, what's a better way than go than an omelet, biscuits, and gravy? Uh, so after we putched around, you know, we came back, and then, um, gosh, so we left yesterday to drive back and then stayed at my in-laws overnight and then we came back home today so i have to go back i'm back to work tomorrow that's all at least it's at least it's thursday um so yeah i don't know you know honestly we just relax i i mean vacation with the baby is a totally different it is it is you know so it's not like we have the the luxury and the freedom that to just do anything anymore anyway so i had made i had aspirations i had i finally i bought it um, audio, not the audio book, excuse me, the, uh, on Kindle. It's like, I'm going to read this. I'm going to get through this. I'm on my vacation. I'm going to read this book. Then I realized it's 1400 pages. I was like, no, no, Stephen, Stephen King, you're killing me. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, I got through 25% of it. I read like 400 pages on vacation, which is more than I've read in like the past year. So there was that. And I had hoped that I was going to play some Splatoon as well. Cause I was like, I, I couldn't remember what my phone got for a connection up there. I, like before, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I don't even get 4G. Sometimes it's in and out. I was getting 4G almost the whole time at her grandma's house. I was like, oh, perfect. I can tether this phone. I'm set. Tethered up. Nintendo picks up. Oh, I can browse the eShop. I'm signed in. I can see my friends list. I'm like, oh, sweet. Load up Splatoon. And, uh, yeah. That I'll go in. I'll go into more details a little bit when and what you plan, but okay. Um, it did not work as as expected. So, um, so enough, enough, enough. Um, yeah. So I mean, really, we just hung out. I mean, that's what a lot of it is. I will say though, I did get this amazing. Like they have um, a local butcher there called Plaths. That's some of the best bacon, some of the best meat cuts I've ever had come from there. But they had um, some of their Polish Polish sausage they were selling at the fairgrounds and then um loaded up so my brother-in-law bought it for me so i had this this jalapeno cheddar brat nice then covered in um (laughs) relish red onion jalapenos then i put sriracha on it 
I bet you paid for this. No, actually. No. <laughs> it tasted good, but I tell you what, I mean, Down you, the hatch. See, you see the, the the bush that's on my face, this beard, and so you can imagine ketchup or anything else just <laughs> all over. Your wife I mean, must have just, just been so attractive, just aid number two just you know you know now. we we had that conversation <laughs> the other day and she was like so like how long are you gonna grow that and i was like i i don't know i mean i i think about it now and i look in the mirror and i'm like i don't really think it's even growing anymore because i mean last time just i like did you it like this long, reached a, uh, a staying point like I, that's I, as long I, as it gets this might be this might be maximum maximum capacity you know I, my um, wife hates facial hair she hates all people with facial hair. Like she stereotypes. She oh, stereotypes. She, definitely. she stereotypes all of you together. She's all like uh, they, they just craft brew their own beer. They just like all of them. You're all the same. And I'm like that's that's flannel wearing yeah, craft like, that's beer racist. snobbing. She's like bag. it's not racist. I'm like I know it's not, but it sounds like it. Like <laughs> he probably like, doesn't need glasses and he wears a, a, a some horn rimmed spectacles just because. <laughs> Mustache wax. Like if I don't shave for like two days, like she has an she has an issue. Like let alone actually beard. <laughs> well, she's like, I'm like, well, you know, it's not really getting any longer. I'm like, I don't even know how long I've. I, I honestly don't. Last time I did just a year, and I I didn't trim it at all. This time I at least try to do. I don't even remember how long I've have been going with it. And then she's like, I kind of miss your face when you had a short beard. So, I mean, she's so I can't go clean shaven. She'd want the short beard, and I was like, and then some days I'm like. I'm really just over it, but then I'm like, I've I've come this far. I mean, I gotta just, just keep going. Just keep going, I guess. So I, <laughs> I don't even know. Like Forrest Gump, just running. I just but, felt like running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not so much the beard, but the mustache is the problem for eating Ooh. things, especially anything that has ketchup on top. Or anything. Sure. It's everywhere. It's a pain. Oh, it sounds awful. It yeah. So that's all we did. Did that. We watched uh, some. Uh, her grandma gets one television channel. So I did go. We did go up. Like I got up on the roof, and then my 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 brother-in-law and father-in-law helped me out. We tried to reposition. She's got a digital antenna, and I mean, she gets sometimes she gets Canadian channels, but there's she should be able to get like a bunch. So we're like, I'm like, I did it all. I'm moving the antenna around. Nothing. We we got three channels at one point. And now we're back to two. So we gave up. I don't. She gets CBS and Fox. <laughs> she so, doesn't care. So I don't no, watch she, oh, thing no. anyway. No, yeah. she doesn't care. So. That's nice. We watched. That's I don't nice. Know, it was cool. It was cool just to get away from some of the other stuff and hang out. I mean, I was able to shut off my work email. I mean, I kind of paid attention to Twitter, but didn't. So I. Yeah. I, I'm sure I missed a lot of stuff. So I tried to. I got probably a lot to to catch up on and things like that nature, but. Um, it's interesting how much my vacation and your vacation parallel. Like yeah, we we I mean, like we did a lot of the same things with with a couple exceptions. When I go on vacation, this is going to sound a lot worse than it should. I'm trying to think of a better way to say it, but I'll just go ahead and say it. When I go on vacation, it's typically with the aim of not seeing family. It has nothing to do with my family, but there's differences here, right? Yeah. You just said like your your father-in-law flew up from tech like my my in-laws are like right across like they're they're an hour away uh, yeah. we see them all the time yeah right so like the last thing i want to do on vacation is go vacation with them and see more of right them. and it's nothing right. against them it's just you know like there's all kinds of things that go in with having in-laws you know like you got mm-hmm. the rigmarole and you're talking about oh, people's yeah. gardens and people's dogs and people's beds <laughs> and after so long of talking about that like i don't really care anymore it's okay yeah. um 
also when I go on vacation because of my job and because of the blog that we share and all of the things that go involved with that, usually when I go on vacation, I try to go somewhere like real remote. And I absolutely go somewhere to turn off. I don't watch TV uh, and I yeah. don't look at Twitter. And it's like I try to go somewhere where it's not even available to me in a Perfect. lot of ways. And I just kind mm-hmm. of – my kids hated it this year because my, my kids are just now at the age. Like my son, it's still okay because he can still go outside and like play with a stick and have fun. Mm-hmm. My daughter is like 10. She's forgot. She feels like she's going on 18. She's 10 going on 18. So she just like didn't have Netflix and didn't have access to everything that she wanted every day all the time. Oh yeah. I was getting it constantly all day long and it was just constant me. And like, we also went to a touristy town. It was just like, come on, like let's go raft down the river. And the kids were like, this is boring. I don't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) It's me like pushing a lot. I feel like Chevy chase all of a sudden. Come on kids. Family experience. (laughs) Like let's, you're right. Uh, we'll, we'll do another. We'll do another family vacation with them next year to go to Dallas because that's where my father-in-law is. Because he, um, I think, I don't know. You might be not be familiar with it, but I, I, I'm sure I've shared it on the, the podcast before. He used to work like my in-laws live about 45 minutes from us. Both of my my, my parents do too. So it's like that perfect distance where it's not too far away to visit. Right. Right. But it's not so close that they can't, they can't just, just pop, pop in. in. Exactly. So it's, yeah. It's like, it works perfect. <laughs> so, um, and he was he ran a um, worked for a printing company there in the town where they live, which is actually where her parents lived because they're originally from the east side of the state. They moved there, and it's actually right where I grew up. Um, he ran a printing company there, and then another company came in and bought it, and then he had a plant there, and they ran a he had a plant in. Um, Canada and a plant on the East Coast. So he was in charge wow. of all these different plants. And then all of a sudden one day they're like, well, um, you're done. They had to cut costs. So his mm-hmm. was, you know, he's been, he's got a hefty salary, all this. So it's probably easier to get rid of him and bring in someone lesser experienced at, you know, lower salary. So, and then it took, it, it took literally a year for him to find another job because of his age. Sucks. People, you know, didn't yeah. want to, he was either overqualified or, so the first place he got offered was, in dallas so he took it because i mean they can't he's he's like the type of guy where he's probably going to work until he's 90 just because that's what he wants to do do. you know so i mean he wasn't ready to retire and they couldn't live off you know their retirement and um so yeah he moved so he lives in dallas and i mean he's been able to come up a lot to visit um luckily you know with everything but i know especially now that he has a grandson i mean it, it kills him to to not be around so, um, it'll be cool if we get to go down there. I, th- I think that's the plan. Next year we'll be going down to Dallas. I've never been to Texas, so we uh, Texas is interesting. Dallas is a cool town. Um, I've been to Texas a few times, uh, work and pleasure. It's a pretty cool town. I, well, apparently I know I know so many people in Texas. Coach, you know, Coach Mo's in yeah, Te- Texas. Yeah, I know. Um, in Kalo in Texas. Two, yeah, he's yeah. in Austin. A buddy from my last job just moved to Austin. Just took a job there and lives in Austin. I know a, a, a couple that um, is on one of the, my Discord servers. They live in, I think, San Antonio mm-hmm. area. I mean, I know, like, I probably know almost a dozen people that are in Well, it's like Texas. 25% of America lives in Texas. Yeah. Um, Bread fan lives in Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been to Texas stuff. a bunch of times, and I've Never had an been. opportunity to work there. I've been well, offered I've been a job airport. there on a couple occasions. And, and I'm like, eh. I know it sounds stupid because I live in Atlanta, but trust me, if you've been to both, you'll understand. Texas is hot. Like, yeah. Atlanta's hot, but, like, seriously, like, though, Texas is hot. Like, yeah. I've been to Phoenix, kind of so I'm assuming it, it's similar to yeah. the dry desert heat is 
pretty brutal. It's so. just longer. It's just hotter for a longer period of time. <laughs> so I think that that pretty much that's going to catch everyone up. I think in what I've been up to. I mean, before we move on, Donnie, do you got any? Any crazy life stories, words of wisdom, dadisms you need to <laughs> I feel like I should talk on. about like something wrong with my car. Just in honor of Lucas. That, hey, yeah. I mean Um I have a work vehicle. I have a provided work vehicle for the job that I work in and I've been wrestling with this car. I got in a wreck. I got into a major accident almost two years ago, I think. I'm terrible with time. It could have been like four. I don't know. Uh, but a period ago somebody just hit me like sixty miles an hour, just right mm. in the front end. Yeah, just Huge collision. Spun me around three times, threw me into, like, a church building. Like, it was a big deal. Holy crap. And ever since – I was fine. But ever since that happened, this truck constantly has an issue. Like, the check engine light just comes on and goes off throughout the day constantly. And I've, I've put it into the dealership seriously, without exaggeration, like, eight times. And they oh. fixed eight different things, and it keeps happening. Oh, so this God. morning – this morning, um, we had people in my office, so I had to get there early. So I had to be there on time, like super early. So I get up, I get up, get dressed, go on my way to work. I realize the check engine light is on, and so are the air pressure tires. So uh... on my way to work, I drive down a uh, highway. I probably pass a dozen gas stations. I stop at seven of them on the way there, knowing that I need to get to work early. So I'm already basically planning on being late. Every single one of them has an air station that requires quarters. Every single one of them, I walk oh, in there and I, I go, I don't carry that. cash. Can I buy something in here? Like, can you charge me extra? Like, charge me $1.25 more than this Coke cost and give me quarters. There's, like, no way to possibly make this happen. I don't understand what's going on in the world of economics. Like, everybody, like, you ask a gas station attendant that, they look like you just asked them to, like, split the atom. They're like, I don't understand. I'm like, what do you, what do you not understand? I need quarters. This costs a dollar twenty-five. How about you charge me two fifty and give me quarters, and your books are stay the same? Like, there's nothing that's oh changed here, God. right? Like, you I, still have the money. I have the quarters. It's like the world's <laughs> biggest hurdle. I hate so much that we have to pay for compressed air. I hate so much. I found one just down the road from my office, free. Yes. Right. So they're quick trips are big across the state of Georgia. They all have free air. I passed one on the way to work. That one was broken. <laughs> that <laughs> was like that the, the first can stop. We just, can we just comment? I don't know what it's like down there, but here, the state and the condition of those machines, just in general, is always the worst. The hose is always thrown this way or that. It doesn't work. Or Sometimes you get the ones that are on like the coily extendable Yeah, we have all those. Then, Everything oh, automatically God. rolls up. But it's $1.50 oh. for air, and it only takes quarters. So you need six quarters to get air. So... I stop at every one of these gas stations. Eventually, I reach a point where I'm like, I'm going to be late. So I call in the office. I'm like, hey, I have an assistant. I'm like, you've got to go fix this because my, my truck's thing. i got to fix a truck. So I go to the interstate that I drive into work. And if anybody knows anything about Atlanta, like we're famous for the traffic. Not only are we famous for the traffic, but there was actually a wreck. and Somebody died on the way in, which oh, led geez. the entire highway that I had to get to work when I'm already sure. late super backed up super backed up like as far as the horizon like just line of cars so i started taking surface streets still stopping at every gas station along the way and i finally found a quick trip like not but maybe like five miles from my office that actually had air so i put the air in everything works i'm like finally i'm gonna get to work i'm like an hour and a half late already 
And then uh, the check engine light goes off and everything. I'm driving in. As I go to pull into my stall at the office, I'm like, finally, I'm here. Right before I go to turn the car off, check engine light comes back on. <laughs> so <laughs> at some point in time, I have to take it to dealer for them to change something else on it. Oh, I keep man. telling them all these problems. I'm like, I think you need to change the computer or something. Like, At this point, wouldn't it be better just to like get rid of that one and they just need to reissue? <laughs> just get a know? new one? I mean, because it doesn't matter what they change. It goes off for two days and comes right back on. Uh, and the biggest problem is I'll tell my boss and he'll go, take it to the deal on your way home. And as soon as I get in the car in the afternoon, it's off. And I'll be like, it went off. And I'll send him a picture. And he'll be like, all right, I guess you're fine. Right. And then I'll wake up in the morning and it'll be back on. I'm like. It's it's very much an office space type of issue. Like you yeah, just, like, no you just like want to throw something out the window. <laughs> you know, slightly related. One time at my my job when I was in logistics the first time. So we're talking four years ago. We had a company. We had two company vehicles. Um, one was a like a twelve passenger van. We had a trailer. We would take that because we we used to have um, our headquarters was in Indianapolis. So we'd get uh, we'd get every once in a while we get tickets to the colts we have they actually they had a suite that we get access to every once in a while so we go nice. to a few colts games and then um you go know, see those browns no i never saw the browns i saw the patriots <laughs> one time so nobody, never saw the browns. nobody likes them. um so this is one of those trips and we also had an equinox and they're all wrapped out you know they have logos and crap on them and everything so we had the equinox and i remember we stayed at some somewhat reputable hotel downtown indianapolis i think i don't even mm-hmm. know if we we're downtown indianapolis or not but we were in a parking garage and also we get up the next day to leave and the passenger side window was shattered so someone had like busted the window in indy to, yeah that's such a nice town oh that's, I, sucks. I that's a bad experience and i, I don't know if they I, I don't know if they just figured maybe we'd have some laptops or something there but nothing was missing at all so they didn't have anything good to steal so then we they figured drove. your radio wasn't worth it. They're like, ah. so we had to drive what the six hour, I think uh, it's like that probably about five hour drive. I was in the passenger side. We had like this horrible, all we had, we had like a plastic bag and then duct tape and cardboard. Oh, no. And it just, you imagine driving 80 on the yeah. highway. Now you're that plastic bag rippling in the wind. Oh, <laughs> I never God. had to do that. But now uh, that you say that, I'm glad that I just, haven't. Just terrible. Just terrible. So on that note, let's let's do this. Do a barrel roll. That's right. It's time for some what you playing. Thank you, Peppy. We love you. Too bad Star Fox Zero sucks. Um boy, I you know, I'm gonna make my list short and sweet because I've been in the middle of nowhere. I haven't had internet. Um everything I play now depends on internet, apparently. So, um, as I alluded to, I was like, oh, I'm going to tether Splatoon 2. This is great. This is what this game was made for. Um, I could, I connected. I'm in the, the lot. I'm in the, the, what is, what is the new, it's not, uh, what's the new hub of Splatoon called? Inkopolis. Is it still Inkopolis? I couldn't I remember so. if it had. So I get connected there. I, I can see my friends list. This is great. I'm like, sweet. I'm going to go in the lobby. I pull up the lobby. I can see my friends and other games. I'm like, oh, I'll just everyone's games are full. I'll just join my own. Looking for a match. Looking for a match. Problem with your connection. Blah, blah, blah. You need to do this if it doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. BS, BS. Question. Yeah. Was this during the Splatfest weekend? This was Friday night. 
Um, this was before Splatfest started and then after Splatfest started. Okay. So then I tried again, same thing, tried again, same thing, and then I was like, well, I'm done. I looked it up, and apparently because I don't have – I'm not on AT&T, but I use – I have uh, Net10 wireless, which apparently is basically uses all AT&T's towers. So as a network identifier, my phone is AT&T. It does – Splatoon's peer-to-peer does not like the NAT – type that um at and sets out so i think at and does like type is it are they are those numeric or alphabetic i was gonna say types? i immediately went like type two but i think it's i think it's type i think at and uses type two and splatoon uses i think one or three okay. and it's all about at and doesn't like that you're just connecting to other peers and having i think that's the issue so at and blocks that and it does not work so i was like uh this is disappointing. But at the same time, it's kind of a saving grace because I did play it when I was back at my, my in-laws' place. And I had Wi-Fi again, and I was like, after I've gotten like so used to playing Splatoon again on the desk, in the TV setting with the Pro Controller, <laughs> I can't go back to handheld. It's just straight-up peasant garbage mode. Sorry for anyone wow. that plays only in that. But I can't do it. I can't. And now maybe, okay, if I played like Kevin or Caroline or I believe you as well and, and use right stick a lot more, It'd be fine, but I've gotten so used to using motion. Are you doing motion? I yeah, I use motion. I've always used motion. I quit motion. I just can't. I could. I couldn't do it with on the Wii U, but on with the gamepad, I love it. Like I, I watched somebody shared a video in my, my Splatoon Discord from uh, got the streamer's name is Dude. He's a really pretty popular um, Splatoon streamer, and he had just a quick video of like suggestions and how to play with motion and what settings to use. And for me, I was always big on, as he'll call it, like the push-pull method. So if you see my hands, it looks like you're yeah. moving the controller that way. And that's how I would do it with the gamepad, and I hate it. So now I use it more of driving the truck, so turning the controller that way. And it works so much better for me. So I would, I literally just hopped in the, the test mode and just practiced tracking those targets and shooting at them. So I, like, I'll use the right stick to kind of get it in a general area and then use the motion from the more the fine tune i've always used motion for my vertical movement but now i've gotten much more of my horizontal with motion so i i just i can't do it on the handheld so if i was if i was using the right stick exclusively i probably have more success on handheld but that might like, be why i'm so that might be why i'm leaning sticks this way whereas on the wii u i didn't because on the Wii U, I was very much like I was very much motion, but it was very much with me fixated on the television, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't really ever looking at the controller. I didn't really care what was yeah. going on the controller. Um, yeah, that's the tough e- part right now playing with like handheld. Because I mean, you're 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 tilting your what you're looking at, which is that's difficult. the problem. That's what I hate. I play my Switch most of the time while I'm sitting on the couch watching yep. TV or something like that, and I can't stand moving the Switch around when yeah. I'm trying to look at what's going on. I'm like, I can't see. Mm-hmm. So then when I put it in the dock and I try to use the pro controller and I feel like I'm not good enough because I haven't been practicing that way. So like, I yeah. can't get away from the stick. The stick is uh, comfort now. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, maybe it would work out for playing like in Splatfest because I, all you're doing is covering ink anyway. So if I could play Ninja and just hide from everyone and just focus on paint and turf, it wouldn't be so bad, but I, I don't, I want to, I want to splat people, so and I can't. Those, I, like, there's stats. there's a lot of times where I I die, and I know it's because I couldn't 
turn just enough, right? Sure. Overcompensated and. Well, I've always um, believed that motion's where it's at. The best players play with motion. It makes a yeah. lot of sense. It's more intuitive yeah. when you can get used to it. My problem is I feel like I can't get used to it because I mm. can't play that way in portable mode. Yeah. I hated it in on the Wii U, so, but I love it on the Switch, which is weird. I think I just like I think I feel more comfortable with the smaller device moving it compared to the bulk of the gamepad. Sure. Yeah. So like when I play at work, I play on my desk. I have it I just flip out the kickstand and then I use my pro controller. Yep. I just can't. Oh, I can't go back to handheld. Can't do it. <laughs> so there was that, and then beyond that, I read what five hundred pages of it. Which Did you I, really? Yeah. Wow. So from not, um, you know, I'm very familiar with the story. I've watched the TV movie, I don't know how many times. So I, I thought I knew the story pretty well. I have to say, like with any any anything you know the book the source material is always going to have and i just i'm already enamored with the how much more detail you get from the novel like different i mean i haven't even gotten like so so like so far without well spoilers i mean come on how old is the story um <laughs> so far what have i what i've read you know it introduces you to all the characters as adults and then it gives you like their experience like shortly after they find out that it is still alive and they're going to have to come back to Derry to overcome it. So you get their initial reaction to that. And then it jumps back to like an encounter, almost like one of their first encounters they had with this, this creature, which no, you don't get hardly any of that in the book. So it's just cool to see like, I mean, in the, the film. So it's cool to see all the, like, these different experiences these kids have had with this creature. And then like, man, the, like the gore level is way up there like decapitations and just horrible things and and, and it's so not, it's so funny to go back to a book that was written gosh when was that in the 80s i yeah. think yeah so then the the and i know you know stephen king writes from different viewpoints and it, and it captures the the perfect mood but just to hear how just the the anti-homosexual stance the characters have and just yeah. the small town for, I'm not going to use the language on the podcast, but if I was drinking, I probably would have. <laughs> but uh, it's just it, it catches you a little off guard because you're so not you're just you're not used to that in our our full on PC society that we uh, that we live in. Yeah. But I'm I'm loving the book so far. I just wish I had more time to to put towards it. And um, I've always loved I've always loved it, and I'm surprised it took me this long to read it. Now I know Seth has recently read it really enjoyed it there's one particular section of the book that almost ruined the whole thing for him and i'm very well aware of this this the scene and I've, I've read about i've read about it before and i'm once i actually read it i'm hoping it makes more sense but from the outside looking in i'm like what is this even doing in this book like how does this even mm-hmm. fit so when i get there i'll think of my two cents but i'm i'm really eager to actually get into back into the the children the their their tale of the that we see in like in the film you know when they they're the losers and they're gonna confront this creature and they're gonna kill it and um, i'm looking i'm really looking forward to that experience in in, in the book to read about that but I, I like how it gives you more detail on like other deaths that took place like there's, there's the one kid that dies and to him the creature appears as the creature from the black lagoon because that was something they was scared of Spoiler, it kills him. Imagine that. But then Spoiler. I like some of the creepy stuff. It's like it, it, I think it was um, Ben. It was like his encounter of it. He's walking home from school. He stayed late at school. 
helping a teacher out with something. It's in the winter. It's cold. There's like nobody out on the streets, and he's walking through this canal. And all of a sudden, for whatever reason, he looks down. And he sees something, some figure walking on the ice, and the wind is blowing and whipping in this one specific direction. And it's Pennywise, and he's down there, and he asks him if he wants a balloon, and the balloons are floating up towards him, the opposite direction of all the wind and everything. And of course, you know, they'll float, and you'll float too. And that's, and then he like comes closer and you hear him crunching in his feet like crunching in the snow and then he like stretches his arms up and grabs the top of the um the bridge that he's on and pulls himself up and i just picture that creepiness and it just i'm so like my wife too i'm so excited for the new movie in september like i can't i cannot wait for that and and like i love tim curry as pennywise in that original so i remember when they first you know did the casting announcement and it was I don't even know anything this kid, the kid had been in except uh, he's in that "We're the Millers" comedy. He was he was like the original character uh, actor that's cast as Pennywise. And I was like, I don't even know his name, and I'm gonna look it up. I was like, I don't know how that's gonna work. And then <laughs> who, who was it? It was um, the directors of uh, who was the original director of it was it gonna be um, that I don't know. It's a good question. I can't remember, but I know they had to step down, and now you know a, a different a different. Um, duo actually i think came in and um what's the what's the kid uh is it bill skarsgård or i can't think of the name the new actor that's playing pennywise and i wasn't sure i it's this hard because i think uh tim curry is iconic in that role i mean it may not be scary but he's just he's just creepy you know I yeah bombs are, yeah. are creepy anyway but from you what know, i've I seen d- the, i feel like that's I've a s- thing from for for our generation I never grew up under the guise that clowns are scary or creepy. Yeah. It wasn't until it and people found it and discovered it. It was like even after I found it, like I didn't fear cr- clowns. But there's like this weird transition. At some point in time, everybody I knew thought clowns were scary, and I was like, "Where did? When did this happen?" And everybody's like, "Have yeah. you seen it?" And I was like, "I've seen it like 400 times." Like, of course. <laughs> it's like I still don't think all clowns are scary, but yeah, apparently that became a real popular stance to take. Yeah, well, this new, like, you know, I like the new design they have. They went for more like a... Yes. You know, Pennywise is, in the the first TV movie, is more of the, you know, much more bozo the clown. Like the it's, modern a, it's very day. clean looking. Right? Yeah. And, and now new this like new grungy. one is, like, grungy and more like 1920s creepy sideshow. Well, like mental. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. And, God, it looks terrifying. <laughs> I've mean, put dates on my wife's Google calendar and... I actually was just saying last night to her, I was like, look, I don't know what you got to do, but you got to find us a babysitter like right away because there's like five movies I need to go see. And I'm, it's like either you find a babysitter that we pay or you're just going to be sitting at home because I'm going to the movies. Like either way, I'm going to see these, these films, but (laughs) well, we've already recruited my, my mother-in-law to come over that night. There we go. Stay over on that Friday night so we can go and see it. Uh, Good the day it airs have you um speaking of clowns there's a movie on netflix called clown um i think i haven't where like the uh the guy like puts on like the clown doesn't show up for his son's uh birthday party so he finds like he finds a costume in his in his basement and puts it on yeah he can't take it off yep i just did a quick google search yeah yeah we were gonna watch it but i didn't think I i think he got like my wife doesn't like the like super gory like the like the gross gory you know like yeah so I, I can tell when he's like peeling off parts of his body trying to get this thing out. i was like you're probably not gonna like this one 
I just I just remember I think like a friend of mine in an elementary school. We might have been in middle school actually. We rented it, you know, two VHS tapes. And I remember just being terrified mm-hmm. to go to bed that night after we got through the first one because I was like, oh god, Pennywise. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to reliving those uh, those those memories and uh, the. the and God, let's just hope it, it's like financially successful, so the the second part gets made. That's true. I was gonna say I I love scary movies so much, like just so 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 much. I just uh, I just what was it? Um, just because uh, King's ad- adaptations don't have a great track record. And film yeah. like I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to see Dark Tower. Um, I've never I've been heard. the biggest fan of Stephen King's stuff, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I've read, like, I've read. I think of he's probably been my most read author. I've read like I read the wow. entire Dark, the Dark Tower series, and then I went, I read, I remember I read Cujo in like eighth grade for mm-hmm. we had to do that. So I read that, and then I read, um, oh, what have I? Did I actually read Pet? I think I might have actually read Pet Cemetery, and then Cell. Like that's one of my. I remember when that was going to be made. Like that's like a his take on the zombie genre. I remember that when I heard that that was going to be a movie. I was so excited because the way that <laughs> that worked, it looked so great. And then when I heard Yui Bowl was going to be involved, I was like, oh god. And then it fell apart. I think it only got. I think it. I finally did get turned into a movie, but it was. It looks like it's terrible. It did. Yeah. Um, I mean. I'm definitely I'm not as much a reader. Um, in recent years, I've gotten more into audiobooks, but even mm-hmm. the audiobooks that I've had, when it comes to those novels, they still haven't stuck with me as, as more as like documentaries, biographies have. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to offer there on that side of how much the you know the books adapt to the movies and whatnot. But I mean, as a horror fan forever, for as long as I've known, I, dude, I have loved to have been scared and. I know we're like in what you plan, so I'm trying hard yeah, not to well, go into that too well, much. But. Let's let's get into your side of the, that, and then we can uh, we'll play an overclock remix, and then we can kick things kick things <laughs> off since I've already I've already set the tail of the tape. So, oh well, it comes to what you play, and I've been playing Metopia. Oh, excuse me, I've yawned. I've been playing Metopia, some, getting some like, grief over it too, huh? Yeah, apparently I tried to sell it to anybody that wanted to buy it on Twitter, and everybody made fun of me apparently for buying it to begin with. Um, it's been you know, a lot of fun. I don't get that because I played. I mean, I've only played the demo, but I really enjoyed it. I knew, like, I could get the impression that what the demo gives me is very much going to be rinse and repeat with the rest of the it game. It is. It is. That's the biggest problem with it. It is. But I just, I just thought it was funny. Like, I like the little. I think. I mean, let's face it. The, the huge appeal of this game is to have your me's, your friends, as the me's in the game. Because yep. if you don't have that, it's just. A, pretty straightforward bare bones rpg but with that angle in there i thought some of the line the one-liners were pretty funny and like just the whole the the food mechanic and things like that were and the weird the weird situations where you can put two friends in like in the inn overnight and then Mm -hmm. like this is that first time i like i switched up things and i think it was with um in the demo at least i you know i had a relationship with with lucas and then i was building it up with Kevin, and then Kevin gave me a pre- gave me a present, and then there's Lucas, you know, outside 
staring through the window yep. all depressed. I was like, that's that's <laughs> the f- yeah, that's the funniest part. So that was exactly what yeah. I was just about to counter with. The the best parts of the game are playing with your friends. Um, you, for example, I've went on a couple podcasts this week and I've already talked about Flexa in my Metopia game because you have been the best addition that I've had in the game because I made you a, I made you a mage. I so made myself all, a mage simply because you and Kevin had made me a mage. I was yeah, like, oh, like it, it really fits. It really fits with your character. So you're this mage. You got this robe and gown and hat and beard. And then <laughs> um, I gave you the personality of cool. So I can't tell you how much this made the game better for me. But every single time somebody tried to attack you, you would do this hair flip and like this this scoot. <laughs> You would do this hair flip and you'd scoot away like you were just too cool to be attacked. And it never grew old. Every uh, single time I laughed out loud, I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, that, uh, it's totally Jason. He's just too cool for battle. You're just like, I'm dealing with you people. It's, um, funny, that, it's funny you mentioned that because someone in their game made me their um, – they didn't make me in their party, but they made me their sage. Yeah. And then, um, which also fits because again, the beard and the robe and staff. Yep. But then she she sent me a screenshot of like, um, one of the lines he said. So at the top it says Fluxay's turn, but then it says, I don't remember what the the chat the like the the chat bubble actually said. But I was like, oh, that's perfect. Right before I'm gonna ban somebody from the server, you just post that picture up, and then. <laughs> But I feel like it's, like, moments like that that really make that game enjoyable. I mean, if you're looking at that game strictly as, like, a good RPG, I think you're playing the game for the wrong reasons, right, from the get-go. Definitely. So, I, I just beat it. I don't want to spend too much time because I am going to review what was it. Your, what was your play length? Like, how long did it take you to? 22 and a half hours. 22 hours, 50 minutes to beat the thing. And I'm not going to lie to you. Every hour I spent in that game past maybe, like, hour six felt repetitive. Oof. Like, I really, really felt like I grinded through it. And, like, I wanted to beat it before I reviewed it. So, I, so I, like, I kept sticking with it. And it's not that it was bad. It's just that I kind of felt like I had seen a lot of what it had to say. Like, it didn't get better. Like, the the moments you were – so, like, I swapped up my party members. Like, I first started with um, – I first started with you and me. And then I brought on Seth. And then I brought in Caroline, and then Caroline got je- jealous of Jason, and then Caroline started bringing Donnie gifts. So then I swapped out Jason with Caroline, <laughs> and then there were like these moments where it was like Seth likes Caroline, so you'd see Seth in the window like crying as Caroline's giving me gifts and stuff. So that was funny for like the first six hours, and then like every hour after that it was like the same thing over and over and over and over again. And some things got better because, you know, like the environments would change and the monsters would change, but. Honestly, dude, after hour 10, like, I just kind of checked auto battle, and I just held the B button. Uh, and I would just kind of, like, speed through stuff. And I'm just, like, speed. And <sighs> I lost a party member maybe a handful of times. I never lost a battle the entire time. Like, I, oh, wow. I made my way through it. So there, there was no, like, difficulty. There's no spike. There's no curve. And not that I even like that stuff, but, like, you grind through the game, but it's not in the sense that you grind through the game to get through the enemies. Like, you grind through the game to, like, open up the map to get you to the next waypoint. And there's just too much of it. Like, I was just, like, I mean, I get it. It's fine. It's not bad. It's really not. It was fun. There were fun moments. There's fun mm-hmm. stuff about it. But it's just a 20-hour game that should have probably been a 9-hour game. Ugh. Yeah. That's, un- that's, that's unfortunate. And then um, I beat Edith Finch. Which, if you haven't heard yet, I'm so super excited about. Like, so high on. So 
best game I've played on PlayStation this year. Probably my second favorite game I've played next to Zelda this year. And this has been an amazing year of video games. And Edith Finch has been... It just blew me out of the water. It's So many of the horror tropes that I'm a huge fan of are in there. It's so much... Uh, like, it's a walking simulator, but that, it's... That was my, I, next, my next question, if it was a walking simulator. It is a walking simulator, but there is so much more to it than just that. Like, having somebody that played Gone Home and played... You know, everybody's gone to the Rapture. It's way better than those games. I'd always and wanted to play Gone Home, and I never did. Gone Home's good. It's a good little mystery tale. It's uh, misleading. So without spoiling it, I'll say that. It's misleading. Uh, but this game, in my opinion, is so much better than Gone Home. And uh, it was on sale this past weekend. I think it's still on sale. It's like 15 bucks. So I jumped in because I'd heard such great things about it from Kyle and Coach Mo and everything. And I, I jumped into it, and it was just completely blown. I was like, oh, my God. Why I haven't heard more about this game yet? Like, I even like yelled at Kyle. Kyle was like, "I didn't want to ruin it." I'm like, "You should have yelled more. Like, be louder. Like, I needed somebody to tell me." But yeah, uh, it's it's like twenty bucks currently on Steam. There you go. I've been, I've been tr- like just blowing through some games this week. It's like I did Metopia, I did Edith Finch. I've almost beat The Last of Us for the third time. Um, I'm, you were on vacation, so I'm not sure how much you know, but um. Since you were talking books, I'll talk books too. I bought a limited edition of The Last of Us, American Dreams. I saw a couple of your pictures on that, but that's all I knew on it. I got real excited. I've never read this comic, but you know, The Last of Us, a game that came out on PlayStation. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Like I totally got enamored with the environment and the setting and the characters. And I love everything about it and watched everything that they had to say. And they came out with this comic book series. And it came out in four parts, but there was this... Uh, is that is it directly connected to the story in the game? It is. Or is it like it's like a prequel. prequel. Or, okay. It's a prequel. Um, it's written by the directors that wrote the game, so it's written by Neil Druckmann and his his old team. And um, at WonderCon in 2015, I believe, they released a limited edition of the comic book in a hardbound cover. So like they took all the comic books because they were released in like comic book paper, so it was like this cheap paper and stuff like that. They took all the stuff. Um, they printed on a high, you know, high gloss paper. They put it in a hardbound collection, and then they they release. I think they said five hundred of them at this con. It was a wonder con. I don't even know what that is. Like the only reason I know about it is because of this book. And um, and he was there actually to autograph them. Oh wow! And I bought one of the autographs. Like I bought nice. one of the autographed versions. I've always wanted. The thing that I've had with this game was I didn't buy the pandemic version, which was like their ultimate collector's edition because I was scared. Like I was scared that like I wasn't going to like the game because, you know, it was a new IP and, you know, I was just like, I can't jump all in on a game that I've never played before that I have no history with. I don't know. And then I played it and like ever since I beat the game, like I've rude the day that I've never, I never got it. Like, because I'm not sure how much you know or followed probably never because you don't have PlayStation, but the pandemic version came with a statue. It's just a little ceramic statue, like anything mm-hmm. else that like, comes out. That statue alone still sells for like well over five hundred dollars, like used. Wow. So like you can't buy that anymore. Like it's very expensive. And I'm not opposed to wasting money, but I even I have like my own limits. Like I'm like I'm not gonna buy a five hundred dollar statue. <laughs> um, just, sell, just sell that NES classic, and then you can. Uh, there we go. Get the there statue. we go. Um, so I've always wanted something with the game and I followed this book collector, like this outlet in California that's had a couple of these books for a long time. I've made him several offers and you know, he'd never come down to a price that I deemed reasonable Mm -hmm. until this past week. 
He had one left. And I was like, dude, I've always wanted this book. I've made you like nine offers, like two <laughs> years. Like, can you just level with me a bit? And he's like, he's like, man, everyone I've had sold like, so I'll, I'll, I'll go and tell you. Everyone he's had sold for over $250. And for some wow. reason, man, I have a hard time buying a book for 200 I was like, it's, it's crazy. I can't give you $250 for a book. It's a comic yeah. book. There was always a vinyl album I wanted, <laughs> and it was sold out. So it was like 100 150 bucks. I'm like, nope, no way. And then I just waited, and they released a reprint, and I that's, got it for like 30 bucks. So That's know. amazing. There's no reprint coming from this. Like, this was yeah. a – I've waited for years. Like, this is a one-time hard book, like hardbound. Like, he was there – has pictures of himself, has pictures of himself getting it signed. Like, this is legit. And I'm like, yeah. come on, man. He's like, dude, I've sold five of these for over $300. I'm like, but I, I'm, it's not that I can't afford it. So I just don't want to give you that much money for it. Like, it's just outside of what I deem reasonable. And he's like, all right, it's my last one. I'll level with you. I'll do 175 Wow. And I was like, sold. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was, and to be honest with you, I don't think I ever offered him more than like 150, but I was like, I'm not gonna let this go for 25 dollars because I've always wanted to read it. I'm halfway through it. Um, it's it's really good so far. I mean, it's not like it's not incredible. It didn't change the way I perceive the story or anything like that. But just reading it made me want to play the game again. And I'll share some of this on the PSVG podcast. But one of the most interesting things that I I think I've discovered was I went to go play the game. The Last of Us remastered on PlayStation 4. I go to boot it up and I go start a new game and I realize I have a game saved. Guess what I have a game saved from? August 5th last year. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, I don't know, like maybe every year, like around this time, I don't know what it is, but obviously, apparently, I get the itch, you know, every right. year around July or August to play the game and you know buy books and things associated with it but um so i started playing it this week and i almost got it beat so that and metopia i've been playing splatoon i haven't been playing splatoon 2 as much as i kind of wanted to or envisioned Mm -hmm. i don't know about you i know you're like level 25 i know like you know guru's level 25 and you guys are way higher than me i'm at level 16 so you guys have several amounts of hours put into the game i'm already 30 i beat the campaign so I, I have yeah. sunk I some time play, into I did single play a little. I'm only on, I'm at the boss of level two. That's I'm in stage uh, area two. Oh, that's wow. how far okay. I'm at. Yeah, it's not very far. I mean, I I do want to get like the hero skin unlocks for those various weapons. You realize you have so. to play it all the way every through level every time. With all weapons. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so hard. It's so much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if but I love Splatoon that that's much. All, that's all. I'm like keeping the game like fresh for me. So I'm, like I, that's sure. on my to do list. I want to get max level. That's on the to do list. I want to get. Um, um, I would like to get S rank in all sure. competitive modes, which before yep. I could never, you know, before everything was grouped together, I could never get out of. I think I made it to like A minus was as far as I got, which I've already passed with a couple of them already. So I have like wow. these little checklists, and that's what's kind of helping keeping me invested in the game. Plus, that's it's cool. just it, it's always fun to hear Bobby curse at me on his streams. I mean, that alone, <laughs> that alone is made for. He said he traded in arms because of you. Like you made him trade Dude, in the game. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, That's I, the highest I, honor. I kicked his butt. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't like. I, I don't think of myself. I, I I don't really have an ego, and I don't like to think of myself as being like that great at, at games against than other people because I've been handed to me plenty of times by many people. But that match against Bobby, 
I, I felt bad for him because it was like you could tell that I just had I was on a different level, you know, gotcha. I, that I played, you know, a lot more than him. And it just was like he 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 literally did not have a chance. Like, wow, I it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. I have been playing Splatoon, but, but it's that's one the of those things that's where with arms. it's one of the things the skill gap. When I play Splatoon, I feel like I'm playing more Splatoon. You know, that's like mm-hmm. my biggest thing. Yeah. It, for all the things that are great, and and it is great. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, and it's definitely warrants a sequel. There's new maps, there's new weapons. Like, I'm all about it. I played the new campaign. It's fantastic. I like it. Um, but when I play online, like when I'm doing that level grind, yeah, I'm like, man, I've already done this. Like, do I want right. to play this for another right. 15 hours or want to play something else? I also I beat Implosion. That was the other game that I beat. Have you heard about that game? No, just uh. Just from what I saw, you uh, from you actually. So Implosion's pretty fun, actually. It's dude, it's it's ten bucks. Um, it's like this beat 'em up, smash 'em up game. You play as this mech warrior. You go around, you clear the level, you get to the boss, you beat the boss, you do that fifty different times. You beat the mm, game, you get a hard warrior. mode. Yeah, there's nothing like crazy to it. It's got some cool like cutscenes and animations in between. But, you know, but it's pretty standard fare. But for ten dollars, like it it's looks good, it plays well, it's fun to play. Like. There's really nothing I could really say bad about it. I always, I always, in my reviews, for anybody that hasn't ever like listened to me or read any of the reviews, all right, I always bring up the value proposition. It's something that I believe in because I think at the end of the day, value uh, like video games are always the products, right? You know, so I, I try to not compare it to like series and things like that. I'm always like, is it worth your money? That's really ultimately what I always come down to. Is it worth paying money for? That's a game that's worth paying money for because it's. It's ten bucks, and you have a lot of fun with it. So I've been doing these other things on Switch and 3DS because Splatoon just kind of feels like a lot of the same. And, and I think Splatoon's going to be that game that I'm just kind of continually playing for a while. Like you know, I'll play yeah. during Splatfest, and I'll play on a weekend, and I'll just kind of hop in and out, ongoing yeah. indefinitely. But I don't know if I've got it like you guys, where I'm going to sit and play it for 65 hours in <laughs> 10 days. Like I mean, I was up. That's I was a up lot, like man. Multiple days until two in the morning playing with Bobby and those guys. So oh, I mean, definitely. Just like, that first that, weekend, I, mean, I put 30 uh, hours in the first three days. I haven't looked. I, I should look at it and see how long I've actually. If you're 25, if you're level 25, you've got to be. 60 I got to be at least plus. You I, have I gotta to be. look now. Let's look. Yeah, you have to be. I don't think I don't think it's possible for people level 25 like less than 50 hours played. Like you've got to be up there. I love that um, – I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, you know. I think because I didn't get into the Wii U version that it's much. It's beautiful. Helps. Plus there's, like, a ton of people. Like, what? I'm on a server, my one Discord server. There's six. Oh, people dude, everybody's that, playing this game. That Anybody that has game, a Switch so. is playing Splatoon right now. You're like, you just go to your friends list. I've got, like, 50 friends. I go to – it's the Splatoon across the board. Right. I mean, yeah. I've never had so many friends online. That I do That's now, true, that I have. and you're such a bigger online multiplayer than I am. I have, yeah, I have 55 hours in. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, um, because when you when you level when you grind those levels out, like there's just time in. You've got to put time in. Like I was telling Bobby on his podcast, by no means do I feel inadequate. I can I can splat with the two of you. <laughs> like you don't scare me. <laughs> I'm just not gonna sit there and play it every night indefinitely. Yeah. He made fun of me. He's like, "What are you doing in playing Implosion? It's a splat festival, man. I, I got to do something yeah. else, man. Like right. I, I needed. I don't know. For some other reason, the last week or so, I've been like, I've been having like this thirst yeah. for new video game yeah. content. Like I, I want something new. Yeah. I want to. Ch- I really want to check out the team 
league thing and then um i mean because i've played it several times where we've had you know lobby takeovers and in turf war which is which is fun but that's what yeah it'll probably be a a hop in and hop out game when you were talking about um something you brought up reminded me one thing i forgot to mention during what you plan for myself i because i knew i was going to a place with no wi-fi so that means no streaming i was like i'm going to be proactive and i downloaded all the episodes of Voltron Season 2 that I hadn't watched yet, the three episodes of Castlevania I haven't watched yet, and yep. the rest of Last Chance You Season 2 that my wife and I hadn't Ooh. watched yet. So I was like, so we have some to, 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 if we needed to, to watch. And, like, the one day, like, um, the baby wasn't sleeping, so she got stuck, like, rocking him, and she was, like, locked in this chair holding him. So I came in with the tablet, and we did the whole one of your bud in each ear, and we watched it that way. And then we watched a few episodes that before bed that way, too. Which she'd make it about half an hour, and then she nudged me, hand me the earbud, and she falls asleep. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll keep watching. And almost got through um, season two, but I'm a little disappointed because I thought the whole point of Netflix offering you the ability to download an episode so you could watch it would be you're not going to have internet. Ooh, look at that. To watch said episode. No, no, because you need an internet connection to be able to connect to Netflix just to access your downloaded shows. So I thought that DRM, Meddy. How do you like that? I can delivery right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this has nothing to do with what you just said, but it just hit know. me, so I'm just gonna like segue on yeah. somewhere else. Have you played any of this Xbox that we sent you? Like we sent you an Xbox. Like have you do you play it at all or <laughs> Um, you know, I have okay, so it took me first it took me like four days just to get a game installed. Yeah, that's and a then, thing on Xbox. And then the problem was I'd be like, well, I can sit there and watch this download, or I can play my Switch. Right. And then Splatoon came out. I mean, so that was part of the problem. And then I finally did, like, Josh, I messaged, Josh was on. It's like, okay, we're going to play Battlefront. And I got on, and I tried to play Battlefront online, and then people were hopping and skipping and teleporting around my screen. I'm like, well, that's no fun. And then I did, I was able to play, um, What's their what's their horde mode? Their skirmish mode? I can't remember where you're actually when you're playing uh in the tattooing. I haven't played Battlefront uh, in like it's, well, it's been the so co- long. It's the cooperative against the AI mode, and th- that worked. And then all of a sudden we just randomly got disconnected, and the game crashed for both of us. And I was like, oh okay, that's a thing. So I probably played the Xbox for an hour <laughs> of actual gameplay. So, what a worthy investment. What an amazing yeah. investment we put in. Hey, for me, it's been a great investment. I mean, my, 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 my return on it has been amazing. Is it just the Star Wars box at this point? Um, no, Well, I have I have Battlefront. Not Battlefront. Excuse me, I have Battlefield 1 down, installed, but I never bothered to play it. And I have EA Access, but there's, there's nothing else right on there I've wanted to get. And I've been holding off and activating a Game Pass trial because I was like, I knew I wasn't going to be home. So there was no point in getting like a 14 day trial when I wasn't going to be gone for half of it. Cause and that's been the thing. That's what I've realized with the Xbox is how much my gaming preferences have changed. Cause I, I don't even play my PC right now because with the switch, it gives me the ability to play anywhere, anywhere while the Xbox or my PC, I'm tethered to one specific location, which Sorry. doesn't always, which doesn't always work out. So you're coming more. You're coming more into Donnie's. Basically, I'm paying on the toilet a lot. That's what. Yeah. That's what. That's really what I'm trying to say here, guys. I've always wondered, have you played much Halo? I've always felt like you're the 
You're Dude, prime I love for being like a yeah. huge Halo fan. I still have. These are the only games I ever. I still have. As I dig behind me, I still have my Halo 3 10. Yeah. For 360. So that's amazing because I've always thought, like, when I sent you that Xbox, I was like. Jason Lacey would Halo love... Halo 4, which I never finished. Yeah, I love Halo. I'm, Halo, I'm not, the I'm Master sure Chief I'm, Collection. I'm, 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 like, at Q levels of Halo. But I played, like, I used to watch, um... I used to watch uh, MLG all the time, their Halo stuff. Mm -hmm. Major League Gaming and, um... God, I played a lot of Halo multiplayer. I love the uh, Battle Rifle. Oh. You MLG should get that Master Chief Collection, day. man. You should play that. Well, my problem the Master is, Chief I, Collection I, was like I I'm not a Halo guy. I'm not even a multiplayer guy. But having never played Halo, such a huge fan of video games, right? I, yeah. I, I love video games. I play everything. I was like, I have to play Halo. Like I can't just ignore <laughs> this gigantic series. Yeah. I played Halo: The Master Chief Collection. And I beat Halo One and Two. I just oh, went nice. through them, like campaigned them. I was like, I've got to beat these games. Yeah. Or nobody will ever take my opinion seriously. Like, I have to say, like, oh, yeah, I play those games. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, and someday I, I even tell myself, I tell myself, I don't know if I will, but some days I tell myself I'd like to finish three. I started three and I never finished it. Three's I was good. Just like, I need to, so. I need to remedy. Well, part of the problem is my the Wi Fi problems. It blows my mind that the Switch Wi Fi works great and the X, the mighty Xbox right next to it cannot connect to my Wi Fi. So, in. In defense, you've got the old Xbox. So I sent Jason yeah. my old Xbox. You had that original OG Xbox One. That thing has Wi-Fi issues. I don't my know what three, it is. Hardware, software, it sucks. Do it. I know it my sucks. It's not good. Can do it. I don't know what they did, but it's not good. Like I'm in my basement is partially finished. I'm in a a thirty foot long space. My Wi-Fi is on one end, <laughs> unobstructed Xbox mm -hmm. on the other. Cannot connect to it. So yep. I have to. Um, like right Go now, to GameStop and buy yourself some physical discs. Like well, <laughs> right now, my, well, I can't I, just for the multiplayer thing alone. I can't get yeah, a solid connection to anything. So, like my, I, I ended up hardwiring my Switch as well because I kept getting problems with Splatoon. I was like, that's it. So I bought you know an adapter. So I'm gonna have to run. I'm probably gonna have to buy a small Switch itself, run a 20, <laughs> 20 or thirty foot cable through my drop ceiling, and then put a Switch down by my TV, and then I can hardwire the xbox and and my switch dock into the other switch sure and then then i'll be set but yeah we're still I, gonna I, play star wars battlefront though, oh yeah right like okay that's the thing is like right now there's the, like the games i really want to play are on the switch and i don't want to play like i've played battlefront to death on pc so i didn't really want to go back to that like yeah i'd love Kay it'd be one thing if i was i i, I love all the, our xbox empire guys but they're not my I haven't. I never gamed with them, so I don't have those long gaming relationships. So all the people I'm sure. gaming with right now are on Madden's the playing. You know, Coach Mo's playing Madden. Nathan's not yeah. playing anything. Like I get it. Yeah. So like, if I had, if they were like, "Oh, we're playing," you get, come on, Flux, we're playing Halo. Then I'd be like, "Yes," and I'd be all in on that. But now that'll. Change. I wish you tried Dead Rising. I that'll change it. when Battlefront Two. <laughs> Hey, if you want it, I'll mail it back to you gladly because I've never. I, I bought I played, it because I wanted I played, to play it. I was like, it sounds like so much fun, and then I shipped it to you, and I was like, <laughs> you it damn it, the desk's in the drive. I like. I played it one of them a little bit. And I just wasn't. Is it awful? Wasn't really, wasn't fit. It wasn't awful. Just not my. If it's awful, just trade it in. So, yeah, Battlefront Two. I'll be all in on it. I thought maybe with Destiny, maybe I'd be interested, but I don't Ooh. know. I'm, I don't have enough time. I get, see, dude. If you if you like Splatoon. 
That's what I've always heard. Like, if you like Splatoon, like, you really like Splatoon. I mean, apparently Splatoon and Destiny share a lot more than we let, like, than people want to think. Well, again, the problem is, though, I'm tethered. I'm tethered to that space over there, and that's just hard because yeah, that's true. I, need to be, I need to be mobile, especially when with games, like, not so much with Splatoon, but with, like, ARMS. I played ARMS probably 90% of the time handheld, and I yeah. was doing as well as I did. So, there's, like, most of the games on the Switch work great in either mode like splatoon's the first game where i'm like oh, i kind of only want to play in docked only but otherwise i mean i i play everywhere i play up and i play in bed i play on the couch upstairs i play on like that's the, me man especially that's with me with the switch i just carry yeah. my switch with me all the time and my biggest thing with it is that i can play it whenever i want yeah. it's just it's that it's Vita for, 3ds yeah. argument it's hard for me it's... to go back to anything else I've become a portable play, gamer. Like it's the one thing three, I keep coming I can to resonance. I play three with. Splatoon matches at work while I'm waiting for an email to come in, and I'm just sitting here. Yeah, got nothing else going on. I'm like, oh, I can't do anything until I get this email. Pull up the dock. Do, 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 do. Oh, okay, yep. email came in. Close it down. Go back to work. You know, that's my biggest thing with the Switch. <sighs> I've, I've become such a portable gamer, and which is so fascinating to me personally because I never grew. I never had a portable. I didn't have a yeah. portable until my 3DS. Like yeah. really, I had a I had a DS. I had a Game Boy. I, I didn't really play my DS. I mean, I played my 3DS a lot, but not. It, I mean, it depends on the game. It's the right game my time with Game Boy was spent on other people's systems, and so was DS. Like I borrowed and had friends and stuff like yeah. that. I never had my own dedicated portable until I had a 3DS, oh. and then ever since then, I've I, I want everything in portable mode. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh gosh, I feel like we could we could go on for days on this. So for the for time and for podcast sake, we're gonna move things along. So we're gonna take a quick musical interlude and we'll play an OC remix. Donnie, uh, you know, usually Lucas has this fancy machine and we randomly select a song. Um, Lucas isn't here, so I'm gonna give you a couple of options here. Ooh. Going on the the front page, because there is a there's a new they actually just recently released a new. Um, album on OC Remix featuring Link to the Past. I fell asleep listening to it last night. Was it last night? Yeah, last night. Awesome what I heard so far. Um, so I'm going to give you a couple games here. We could have, we've got Zelda. We've got Xenogears. We've got Link Between Worlds. Um, Sonic or Super Mario RPG. Wait, we already played that one. Uh, how about Final Fantasy? Nope, Super Smash Brothers Melee. I want to give those are your four choices. Because you coached me through it, and I finally made my way to the end. I would say Link Between Worlds. Ooh, all right. So that means our remix this week is going to come from the aforementioned Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds, released. Oh, let's see. 2013 feels, by Nintendo. It feels forever ago. Or the 3DS. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm glad I played that game. And so am I. I my, it's, it's a good game. My Discord friends said we're going to go back through and finish uh, Hyrule, Triforce Heroes at some point. Since since that is basically Link Between Worlds assets restructured. Um, all right. Released 2013, 3DS by Nintendo. It features three songs from the game. Hyrule Castle, Hyrule Field, and and Swamp Palace. Um, this is called Watery Castle. Our remixer is Chimpazilla. And, hey, if you like this remix, you can find it and so many more at ocremix.org. So we're going to play that remix, and we will come back 
for more podcasting fun. So stay tuned.
Alright, there you go. That was Overclocked Remix. Uh, if you didn't like it, blame Donnie. He picked the song. I mean, well, he picked the, the, the genre. I picked the song because it's on the front page. And we can't be... We can't be... We don't have time to dig through the, the back library. That's just... It's not uh, It's not possible. Holy cow, this is funny. As I'm just looking at my Twitter feed, since we talked about books briefly, apparently there is a, a Captain Phasma novel. Didn't, I had no idea that that was a thing. But interesting be actually nice to give some context to that character that had we get very little typical lines star, typical star wars fashion gets all pre-hyped and then yeah. has like what two minutes of screen time <laughs> uh, all right so as we already mentioned and donnie lived to he loves he loves horror it's his favorite genre i don't remember you, you already tried to go off the rails on this when we we were talking about it. what we were, we were talking about clowns. We were talking about and that. We were, we're talking, talking about Stephen King, and I told you, I'm not, yeah, not a huge fan, but dude, I love horror movies. I always have. I'm, I'm such a, I'm such a movie buff. Period. But in particular, horror movies. What I wanted to tell you earlier was, you were talking about Clown on Netflix. Yeah, I can't tell you the amount of terrible Netflix and terrible horror movies I've watched in my entire life. I. My my friends make so much fun of me, particularly my best friend. He's like, "Dude, will you just watch anything that says horror?" I'm like, "Basically, <laughs> I will, yeah." Because there are certain horror films that you find um the one that always comes to mind to me like almost immediately was like The Descent. I found The, the Descent like in a That's, blockbuster rental. Well, let me see. Is that the one where they're like in they go inside the they're like in vacation in Mexico or South America nope. or whatever? Nope. They just go splunking. It's like these three girls they go like just oh, diving, okay. cave diving. And then, like, the entire movie flips its script. And I I remember the first time I watched it, before it ever, like, really got any traction, I was like, this is so good. Like, I told every friend of mine ever, I was like, you have to watch this movie. And, like, Cabin Fever was, like, another one like that. I was like, you have to watch this. It's so good. It's like a, an old school, like, slasher film. It's fantastic. Um, I don't know what it is about horror movies. I feel like it's – my wife always I'll makes fun watch, of me. I'll have to watch Descent then because I haven't uh, – You've never seen it? I haven't seen it. Definitely go watch it. It's good. Um, I'm, like, I won't, that's, I won't it's, spoil it it's at funny. all. It's funny. It's scary. Not, not so much horror, but definitely scary movies is one of my my wife's favorite things to really to watch too. That's incredible. Yeah, it, I, I don't know what it is. My wife always makes fun of me. She says that I had terrible parents because I, I watched so many scary movies when I was so young. You know, like way like my daughter's ten. She's never seen any scary movies. By the time I was ten, I had seen like all Friday the Thirteenth. I'd seen all Nightmare on Elm Street. I'd seen uh. all the Chuckies. I'd seen them multiple times. There's just some. I don't know what it is, man. There's something about it. It always reminds me of like my youth. Uh, but it mm. also like every time uh, a good scary movie comes to theaters, like I always want to take my wife. There's like something about yeah. like being like you know. With my girl, like on the couch, like being scared, like I, I, I've always loved it. Especially, I get excited when a movie can still scare me. I get right, like right. crazy excited, like when I, when I'm either a intrigued or still ghost like children. Gets yeah, every time. I like hate if I can child. get, <laughs> if I can get like the like goosebumps, and I can get the hairs on my arm to stand up. You have no idea. Like I'm sitting there in the theater, like everybody's scared. And I'm like <laughs> really excited. I'm like, oh. <gasps> It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Insidious, like sinister. The first times I'd ever seen those films, I was like, Insidious. Oh, the Conjuring. Insidious. The first time I saw Conjuring the Conjuring, I was like, oh, it's so good. All the I wanted to do was watch it that, like five times in a row. Creature jumps off the that armoire in the room or whatever. Dude, like, oh my God. so good. It's so uh, good. I loved all of it. Um, 
I went to the Blair Witch the night it came out. Like I was one of those, and you know, and that's not like a lot of people have that experience. But you remember, I'm only thirty, so like the night the Blair Witch came out, I was like twelve. Right. You know, oddly <laughs> enough, I never, I never saw Blair Witch until recently. Really? And I remember. Yeah. I I remember like everyone getting pissed about it. it was like, oh, it wasn't real. Like, well, yeah, no shit, it wasn't real. It was a movie. The hype train though, that marketing was I perfect. Was- I went back and watched it, and I still really enjoyed it. It's good. Um, I, I, God, I saw that terrible reboot, whatever you want to call it, that was out, you know, within the last year. The new one. Ugh. Yes. I saw yeah. that in theaters. That's how so, big of a horror movie fan I was. I went and saw that in theaters. Oh yeah, Lucas and I saw. It. I just hate that it. What it. What it. <laughs> it was terrible. Went to. It's just like let's try to do bad jump scares and Start how many times did they sucking the like, tents up off the. <laughs> <sighs> like let's do the. Every time a character comes in from off camera, they have to have this big bassy thump as they mm-hmm. jump in front of the. Uh, yep. Just got old fast. Yeah. Um, what was like my, one of my favorite things to do is to go back and try to remember, try to find the movies I remember seeing parts of when I was a kid. Ooh. When I wasn't supposed to be watching it, and then I saw scenes, and then I was traumatized for a while because of it. Sure. And this one, this one, it's weird what you remember and what you don't remember, and when you find movies like what was scary and what isn't scary what you go back and see again you're like oh this wasn't really a scary movie i mm-hmm. just was, didn't you know i've got a perfect one to help you with this but there's this one i can remember for the longest time first there was one at first one was, it was a zombie one and i'm pretty sure i tracked that down but i don't remember all i remember from the scene i don't even know if it's a scary movie or not was the guy who was like the the young main actor like goes into this house this guy is sleeping and he wakes him up, and he's like, his head is detached from his body. And so when the kid like runs away, the like the head is chasing him, and it's like biting at the back of his kneecaps, like the back of his thighs. <laughs> just, and in my in my memory, the head looks like Ben Franklin. <laughs> What's the name of the movie? I have no idea. Wow. Okay. No idea. The one so, movie that always that I always go to when you bring up this exact point is the movie called Dolls. It came out in 1987, and I saw it when I was six or seven years old. And it is a movie about its standard status quo movie. Um, a family breaks down on the street in the rainstorm. They find the old oh, house God. on the hill. Yes, I've and never seen it, but I. They walk into a house. There's like a doll maker, and like oh, the God. the whole trope of the movie is that he turns the living people into dolls, and all the dolls are alive, and it's like puppet master but it's not that and i'll never forget when i was seven i was at a birthday party um with some kid i don't even know who it was anymore i was at some kid's birthday party hanging out and i I remember waking up middle night watching tv because i was the only one up and i watched this movie called dolls when i was like six or seven years old scared the bejesus out of me that's the scariest movie i've ever seen only to find it like 10 years later when i was like 17 i was like this is the stupidest movie I was like, this is the best just part. ridiculous. It's you brought so up the good. Best part. Like, the best part about scary movies was going to the video rental store. Yes. And being able to look at all the box art. because Just seeing the, some that, awful, yes. Yes, because the box art for dolls is terrifying. Yep. That's the best. Remember, You're absolutely right. Uh, it's the best part because they're so creative, especially when you get in the horror genre. Like, everything is so creative, whereas, you know, like the action genre is just like some muscly bound dude in a tank top, you know, like with like an explosion in the background. 
or like some right. you know murder history is like a crow and like a house and a moon you know but like you get to horror box art and it's so good and you have like some damsel in distress or like some forest or you have like a doll or some ghost or it's like some fog there's so much to it like i've always been yeah. a huge fan of it absolutely what was the um oh gosh i always liked as a kid it always creeped me out was like the like anything that like the like critters so like um what do you mean by critters well, a critters, the actual movie. Critters, okay, okay. Which I don't remember. I was like, you like song. Jeepers Creepers? You talking like the Sand movies? Like <sighs> Jeepers Creepers? I like that a lot too. Critters <laughs> always creeped me out. I think I did see some of that. Now that I looked at those terrifying Jim Henson creatures, but um, what was, um, gosh, what was the one they were like? Hmm, wasn't critters, but they were like another creature too. And I just remember, I remember them coming up from the toilet. They'd come up through the toilets and kill people when they're taking a crap. Oh gosh, what were they? It was it was another like like one word title. Was that's it? that's so a new one for me actually. That I doesn't jog my memories. The only thing I would think art. of would be Critters because I watched that. Mm-hmm. But did you ever see Troll too? Yes. Yep. <laughs> that's always fun to talk about. But you saw what, you um, say coming up from the toilet. The first thing I thought of was the scene from um, Arachnophobia. Where there were oh, the spiders God. behind the toilet. <laughs> Arachnophobia yeah, was, was great. <laughs> what um let's see, what were we t- oh I, I was I think as a kid I was always too freaked out to watch Puppet Master, so I never Oh Puppet never Master watched was great. those. Puppet Master is how... really not so bad. Um Puppet Masters so the thing that I've always loved about scary movies and in, in really in the in the age that we live in is fantastic. There's so many documentaries um, on Netflix, for example, like the net, there's one on Nightmare on Elm Street. They walk through mm-hmm. like the entire creation, all the cast and characters and all that. And uh, there's several like with Rob Zombie where they sit down with him and all that. And there's so many like detailed accounts as to what is scary versus like what's not scary. And you kind of realize like what they were trying to do like back in the 80s, like when you didn't know any better. And so many of them are taking something that isn't scary and then trying to apply scary elements to it. So like you have like the little girl. Who also kills people? It's like nobody's scared of a little girl, but then she kills people and now she's scary. Or you take like the kid's doll, who's not scary. It's like the kid's favorite toy, you know, like child's play and all mm-hmm. that. And now all of a sudden, you know, the doll comes to life and it throws people down the stairs. Now it's terrifying. And you know, it, it kind of it's such a simple formula and it permeates like almost everything. You have you know, poltergeist. It's just like this little girl. She like falls into the TV and all of a sudden it's terrifying to you because. You know, little girls, you know, like you can associate with with the with the theme. And I think that's where like you have those movies that jump out at you, like the Blair Witch, mm-hmm. like Rings, um, like Paranormal Activity. There's another one I was thinking about just off the cuff. I can't remember all of a sudden. But you have these new movies in our age, in our era, where they kind of flip the script on that. Whereas all like slasher films and everything was like taking something that you knew and then making it scary, like going to camp. You know, like every right. kid in the eighties went to camp, and all of a sudden you throw a killer in the woods, and now it's the most terrifying thing you've ever thought of because that could totally happen, right? But then right. you you fast forward it and you go into you know like Blair Witch, it's like the exact same it's the exact same formula except now the killer's a ghost or is it a ghost? You don't know, and that's like what makes it scary. And it's like it's. It's all so simple when you break it down to its thematic level, and it all, like, just goes back to the Hitchcock. Like, it's all the exact – it's like, you know, it all goes back to what it was before, and it's, just, it's this constant evolution of what it is. Um, 
that's something I feel like there's a there is a sense of me. I always tell my wife that I feel like I've watched so many scary movies now that I can't be scared anymore. And that's a part of why I'm still so excited about it, because I'm looking for the one that does it. Like I'm waiting for like like, you know, the ring or something. I'm waiting for that one that's like everything you thought you knew flipped on its head. And, um, you know, get out this year is probably the standout horror yeah, movie so I, far. I think we've almost watched that a couple times, just haven't you? <sighs> it's good. It's not so scary as it is trippy, which okay. there's a lot of horror movies kind of in that vein, but, I mean, it's definitely smart. It's a smart take on the horror formula. And it's like I'm excited to see more people lean into that. And Okay. I mean, I feel like I've tweeted about this all week long because there's just so much news, but I feel like 2017 – for me, if I was to like talk, and I know that's like there's Star Wars and all that, and that's fantastic. 2017 really feels like the return of the scary movie. Like there really feels like there's just so much out there for somebody like me. And I I went for so many years where I had to sit through so many movies that I was like this sucks, <laughs> and like or, or just like remakes on remakes and yeah. stuff like that. And you know now it feels like I'm really getting a lot of content. I'm I'm really excited. Hey, I get that. Um. The Ruins. That was the movie I was having. Yeah, um, I, I knew that was what you were thinking about. Yeah. Have you watched um, It Follows? Yep. Yes, I have. Oh, I love that's like one of my favorites <laughs> that I watched. In, I usually I tell all my follows. friends, I'm like, if you've thought of a scary movie, I've probably watched. It. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that like the weekend it came out because I remember everybody oh, was like super excited about. It. I was like, yeah, yep. I've got to watch it. <laughs> I think like zombie genre has always been. I'm one of those guys that liked zombies before dude, it was cool to watch. Dude, zombies. I love zombies too. No, I now I remember now when I'm kind um, of like burnout on zombies. But. Dawn of the Dead the remake happened. Yes, I saw yep. that the day one it came out the... in theaters with my best friend and my wife, who was then my girlfriend. And I wonder why. I remember she was like, "Why are you going to say this movie?" I was like, "You don't understand. It's Dawn of the Dead. Now the zombies run. It's like it's amazing. Like I was so." <laughs> I'm trying not to sound like overzealous. I get so excited for horror movies. Like I can almost not contain myself. I'm like, we have to go see it. We have to go see it like right now. <laughs> I love that when um you know George Romero was like expanding the his dead universe. You know he had that, and then he did what he had the Land of the Dead, which was yep. Uh, all right, when it was he, okay. He had um what's the, what came out after that? He had like two more films, I think, because there was the one that took out took did the whole first person camera thing and i think that was more it was took place right after land of the dead and i can't remember what that was called Ooh. um now you're talking my it. memory i don't know about that either and then um there was one other one but i never saw i love like the 90s remake of night of the living dead is probably still one of my favorites mm-hmm. with the one with uh tony todd uh I love that one. diary of the dead diary yep that's it diary yep. of the dead yep i loved um rec as well that's a good one that's a good one i never saw like the sequels but i never saw like the spanish language original but i love that twist on it like especially towards the end when she's up there in the attic and you just see this weird ass creature thing and it's all like the night vision stuff i've always loved the found footage perspective i i first you know i don't know it's my blair witch ties my child of the 90s part of me but those paranormal activities like anything that leans into that like i'm mm-hmm. i will i will watch like i'll just watch it just because i'm yeah. like it's a good I mean, cloverfield isn't scary but i love it for the fact that I like that <sighs> cloverfield's so show. good cloverfield's so good what was um what did we 
What did we watch recently? Let me let me pull up Netflix here because it's always hit. Like yeah, you always can find a bunch on Netflix, but it's always so hit and miss. You should have watched The Void. You should watch um, The Void. Girl with All the Gifts. You need to watch um, The Gate. It's not. It's not super. It's eighties scary, so it's not really okay. that scary. But my wife stumbled across it one night when she couldn't sleep and then recorded it. It's like total. It's basically. It's. It has to be part of inspiration for Stranger Things. Because it's got that total eighties, oh, like the eighties vibe, and I love the like, Stranger Things. It's um, essentially like I talked about it on the podcast, gosh, probably last year, two years ago now, but essentially like these kids, the the kids discovered like there's a, this this portal, this gateway, hence the title, the gate to like hell or whatever, and these demons come through the gate. That's what I was gonna say. It sounds very like Hellraiser-ish. Yeah. The okay, so the void. I saw that on. On my Netflix, it popped I up. Saw the I, void. I, mean, I was like, I, ca- I was captivated by the, uh, you know, like the, the font of the, sure, the title, and I was like, oh, that seems kind of interesting. So when it comes to Netflix, have you seen The Girl with All the Gifts? That's a zombie no. flick. You should probably see it. It's kind of Last of Us. the The ending kind of ruined it for me, but it's a good journey to get there. The my biggest problem with horror movies that I've always told my my best friend, he comes to all of these movies with me. I drag him every movie. It's, I feel like once you start to get into oh, like the... Oh, it's on DVD only now. Ooh. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. I think um, I see, like, she's, she's a zombie, right? The girl is? I don't want to feel like... Okay. <laughs> don't answer that then. I feel like I've seen... I know I'm familiar with it. Like, It Follows is on thing. Um, the one I just watched was The Devil's Candy, which is kind of a big one for blogs and whatnot this year. Do, do I need Do I need to watch uh, Train to Busan? Yes. You do. Train of Basan's great. Train of Basan's really good. Uh, I mean, you have to deal with subtitles and whatnot, but it's it's That's worth right. it. It's worth it. It's worth it. There was some. There was one other zombie, um, a foreign zombie film that I watched that was like the whaling. Shaun, it w- wasn't quite Shaun of the Dead, but it wasn't quite. Um, oh, that I don't know. It was like it was like kind of campy a little bit, but kind of gotcha. not. I can't remember what it's called, but it was pretty. I love campy. I love when the stuff like my big thing with um, what's the super show that everybody loves on TV, the zombie thing, uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, everybody loves The Walking Dead. I love The Walking Dead for the first two seasons, and then they got away from all the campiness and they turned into like a dramatic series and became a relationship drama, and I kind of lost interest. Yeah. Like, I I watch um their spinoff Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, but Is I haven't so much. I haven't. Nah, I liked it just because it it showed us um like. I, I was I was in just because it would show the beginning of the mm-hmm. apocalypse, mm-hmm. and so we got to see it through the the characters experiencing those first, you know, the first days of the event. That's what I was interested in. That's why I started watching it. Um, and it's on what season three right now, and it's kind of, eh. and but I I used to watch you know the main show religiously, and I've kind of I have like a half a season I, of the newest season I no, there's on one just not anxious to get into it. Have you watched um? I, I liked VHS. Did, how does VHS two compare to? VHS is okay. It's nothing that I'd write home about, but it, it, it's fine. Um, death, man, creepy, death by creepy blowjobs. I mean, that's how it starts out. You gotta love that. <laughs> oh, I'm trying God. to remember. Oh, There's a great movie me? that I saw on Netflix. It's really good. It's about an old I love woman. When, I love Damn when movies it. try to spin off and cash in on other ones. There's this crappy Netflix movie called Drew's. 
Druzi Alum. So it's Jerusalem, but with a Z. Uh, you can tell it's trying to capitalize on World War Z. Mm-hmm. The it World War terrible. Z was good. I liked World War Z. So it was 28 was Weeks, 28 Weeks Later. Like, both of those yeah. are fantastic I like, additions. I didn't like, like, the 28 Days Later as much when it first came out. Because mm-hmm. it, it took a while for me to get, like, I was a zombie purist. Zombies only, I didn't like the zombies running at first. But then after I got back into it, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah, you know, I, love I, like, I love what, those. Say 28 Days, then what, 28 Weeks, and then, was there a third one? The Taking of Deborah Logan. I watched it on Netflix. It's no longer available, it appears. Ah. You've got to find it. That's a good one. Um, the Babadook is on Netflix. Babadook, yeah. Got to watch I that like, one. I didn't like that one as much as I watched it, but then when you go back and think about it a little more, the taking it, it, it was Logan's better for fantastic. me. Have you seen um, Goodnight Mommy? No. That's okay, new now one. this one, you should check. I think... I will tell you to check it out. Just good night, mommy or mummy, mommy. Good night, mommy. We Only went available like, on DVD. I'll, I'm gonna bookmark this. Yeah, we. Uh, Lucas, I think. How did I find it? I think I don't remember. If my wife found the trailer first. She, I think actually she might have. Because whenever we find a good movie, that scary movie, we go with Lucas because his wife. So do I. Like it, so we always. That's I how need we to do hang it, out so. with Mrs. Lacey. <laughs> good night mommy we were like so big on it didn't come to any of the big theaters but it came to the, like the one artsy theater downtown so we went went inside and it was a uh, foreign language so you know we had to deal with subtitles but sure. the premise the premise of it you know two these two twin boys their mom just came home from having some plastic surgery done and they're convinced that she isn't their real mother Ooh. or okay. is that the story or, yeah exactly hands. or is it yeah so that's Fantastic. all i'll, I'll that's what I'll, I'll leave with you. It, 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 it was good. I was disappointed because it was different than what I was expecting. But it, it's still, it's got some pretty, it's got some difficult to watch scenes. Okay. The way it sets, you know, it makes you squirm a little bit. Sure. You know? So, I think it's worth it for that. That's good stuff. That's I'm good just stuff. happy I, I was able to give you one that you haven't seen. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I see everything that I can possibly find. Um, Prevenge. Have you heard of this one? No. Prevenge is good. It's about this um, pregnant lady. So you should have you should have watched it with the wife while she was pregnant. Oh, um, who goes what's, bananas? Uh, what's, one, what's that one called? Teeth. Oh, teeth. Yeah, teeth's <laughs> fantastic. Teeth. Teeth is a, a, a cult classic. Um, it comes at night is one that's good. Uh, a cure for wellness was was worth watching. I wanted to watch a cure for wellness. A cure. See the thing when it comes. Right, so when it comes to horror movies, I always feel bad because I feel like I can't be a critic because it's been a long time since I've saw like a horror movie that I was like ten. It's amazing. You have to go watch it, right? Like because horror movies for the most part feel very formulaic and they're generic. So yeah. I kind of class horror movies into like the great category. So I'm like Insidious, The Conjuring. Like, these are great horror movies. These are, like, fantastic. You watch whenever you want. Like, Cabin Fever. Like, go watch them. They're entertaining. Like, they're not the best movie you've ever seen in your life, but mm-hmm. these are definitely worth your time. And then I have, like, this other class for horror movies where I'm like, it's worth watching. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not yeah. great. You may not even like it, but, like, it's not so bad that you don't like it. And that's where, like, A Cure for Wellness kind of falls in. Like, it's worth watching. Um, you might totally – and, like, The Void – I, I think that the void in that same fashion, like 
The Void didn't set the world on fire for me. I thought it was okay. Just like uh, A Girl with All the Gifts. Those were just, they were good horror movies. Um, but it's not something I could recommend to everybody. Yeah. But like A Train to Busan, I absolutely think anybody that's fans of horror, like if you can deal with subtitles, you should absolutely watch it because it's really good. Especially if you're a zombie fan. Like if you like zombies, you have to watch that movie because some of the cutscenes and some of the 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 makeup and some of the work that they do into the, like that's that makes the best. The one movie that I haven't seen yet that I really want to see is Split. Split. I'm not have you seen that, that one yet? Mm-hmm. It's about this dude who kidnaps girls and he has like forty different split personalities. Oh, the, the, the that's isn't that uh, is that Shyamalan? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I haven't yep. seen that one yet, and I really want that. to. Um, I also haven't seen the new Alien. I tried to get to the movie theater in Cleveland, uh, yeah, and I've I been waiting for it to come to rental. And yeah. I haven't seen Life, which has a star-studded cast. Have you seen that one? No, that's got uh, Ryan Reynolds. And yeah, Joe yeah, Long. it's got all those yeah, folks. I, in. I haven't seen that, that either. I've been waiting um, for it to pop up as a rental on Google Play because I have a ton of credit to use. That's my biggest problem with horror movies is that there are so many that I don't think are worth going to see in the theaters. But then I have to wait so long to rent them because there's like, you know, they come to the theaters and they don't come out to, to rental for like eight months. You just got to wait forever until they finally make their way over. Did you um, watch Hush on Netflix? Yep. yep. I, I didn't it. like I it. Ah, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I That would be one of those ones that I would classify like kind of in that. Uh, it's just, it's okay. I just love that whole premise, though, like when she's sitting there on her laptop and then someone's sending you pictures from your phone of you on your laptop. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, what's that other movie that... The, the Invitation, that was all right, too. I didn't like that It was okay. The Invitation The invitation kind of burned me in a bit because, you know, like we blog, right? We blog for PSVG. Yep. So I'm big into these. I'm constantly, like, I think every month I Google, like, best horror movie or best horror movie of 2017 or whatever. And the invitation is at the top of everybody's left. They're like, you have to watch oh, wow. this movie. I so I go into it thinking I have to watch it. And I'm like, I didn't have to watch this at all. Like, it's definitely not that good. <laughs> what about, it, um, did you waste your time on I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House? That was another one that was at the top of the blogs list. And I was that like, thing, I think that was absolutely terrible. It's I was okay. so We thought that looked really freaky. And then I'm like, seriously? You know, that's and how interesting, it ends? Uh, there were so many blogs that were like, the forest is trying to be become like the world's best. And I actually like the forest. I was like, it's the good. The forest was good. Yeah, the forest was good. Yeah, um, Dormer. That's always good. That's true. But horror movies really kick up because Annabelle is out this weekend. Annabelle 2, Annabelle Creation, the prequel for Annabelle. And I'm not sure how much you follow horror movies. Probably not as much as me, but apparently everybody that saw it at every festival that's been showing it for the last six months is like, this is way better than the original. It's so good. Wow. Which see, I, I, it makes we, me feel like I need to go see it. <laughs> on Annabelle for a long time, and then I finally watched it, and I was like, ah, you know, it's all right. It's okay. Because for me, I was like, well, it's a spinoff of The Conjuring. I like The Conjuring better. So, uh, My wife is terrified of Annabelle because and the whole Conjuring thing, for those that don't know, those are all based on true stories, like real true stories, not like fake made up true. Like mm-hmm. those are legit true. Like Annabelle's a real doll. <laughs> you can absolutely look up Annabelle. Yeah. It's uh, a. <laughs> it's in, it's um, what kind of doll is it? And you can say what you want. I wouldn't sleep in a house that had the original Annabelle no. doll in it. <laughs> like well, nope. Did you, did, nope. Did you happen nope. to see that um that picture I posted in uh, in Discord the other day mm-hmm. of the creepy doll? No. 
I didn't see that apparently. <laughs> I think I put it in random. Hold Creepy on. dolls are so fantastic, all, though. All of a sudden, I'm we're at my you know we're at my the, like it was a doll I think of my mother-in-law had when she was a child, grew up. So I think if you go to random, yeah, go to random and scroll up to yesterday, like around 7:47 p.m. Okay. Actually, I've got it right here. I can probably. I, can I was gonna say I'll, yeah. I'll do that. Um, oh my gosh! But, so, but also I'm, I'm coming into um, the bedroom where my wife is feeding the baby, and all of a sudden this, this creepy ass doll is on top of my pillow, just sitting there. And I was like, ah. "What is that doing here?" <laughs> and like, it's it's one of those old ones too. Like the eyes yeah. blink when you tip it. Yeah. Plus, it's got part of the hair is missing, so it's got those whole spots in the scalp. That's what I'm trying to say, man. Uh, Dolls are scary. Like, God, that's the like, whole Halloween. Like, that's, not, that's not scary. I'm like, are you kidding me? If So you're telling me if you woke up in the middle of the night and that was all of a sudden sitting on your bed? That's terrifying. That's, not, that's, that's terrifying. That's Absolutely. murder. So we, we get Annabelle. That comes out. And the next month we get It. Right? Yes. And there's another movie that comes out the same day as It that I can't. There's another movie that comes out, I think, the same day as it, or if not the same day as, like, the next day. What looks to be a welcoming home nestled in the quiet yeah. part of Minnesota. What is that? That's... That is, I I searched it. Ryan visits the Annabelle doll at the Warrens Occult Museum. It's a real thing, yeah. I'm, I'm so saying because that's the, the thing that scares the the, the, people. the thing that scares you with Amityville, the Amityville house, oh, yeah, the Conjuring. Right, it it's a raggedy, it's a raggedy Ann doll. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> Annabelle, all that is that it's all legit. It's all real stuff. That's the stuff that like my wife can't deal with. The moment they're like, "This is a real account," and she looks it up and she realizes that they're not lying. It is a real account. It was like police records and she's like oh no i don't want to know anything about this she like puts her head in the sand <laughs> i think she feels like annabelle is going to come find us or something because we watched the movie um but we get annabelle we get it uh chucky gets a new creation which uh, yeah, yeah. i'm the world's biggest child's play fan i make my watch my i make my wife watch them like every year <laughs> and i know like they're not all that great like i get that but i i still love them um some of them are good. Like, the first and second one are great. Like, the third one, not so much. Like, the Bride of Checking stuff's awful. Um, but, like, I have several on my list. Like I said, I've got Life. I've got Alien. Um, mm-hmm. It Comes at Night is on my list. I still haven't seen Rings yet, even though I, I read all the reviews. Apparently, it's not very good. The Dark yeah. Tower is not reviewing well, but, you know, the book's supposed to be really good. But, really, I mean, It, Annabelle, and Chucky is enough to do it for me. And yeah. we have a new Cloverfield coming. We have a new Saw yes. coming. Saw comes out, I think, in November. I, I, sort of, I love what they've been doing and how well they've been able to keep this Cloverfield stuff like quiet too. Because like they did the same thing with Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. They, like, that really uh, we didn't. Well, it's hear called. About it it's called. What is it called? It's called God Particle. God Point. God. It's called God Particle. I think it actually just got delayed. I think the last time I checked on it, uh, it got delayed till ooh. February in 2018. Dang. Um, which I'm fine with because we still have Star Wars. Like I feel like I've got a great movie to watch every month from like here until March. Um, but there's so and and there's a new Amityville movie that dropped and Texas Chainsaw. There's a Leatherface oh, yeah, movie. Yeah. Come, like Leatherface. there's yeah, yeah like there's so many. I, I love it. I'm just I'm such a huge. I can't wait to watch them all. I'll, I will either get to them all in the theater or I will get to them all. I'm probably going to see. I'm going to see Annabelle. I'm going to see it in theater. I can't wait. Like I have to watch them right away, and yeah. then I, I I will like buy Chucky. Chucky is not in theaters. It's uh, day to DVD. 
and mm-hmm. I'll I'll like pre-order the DVD. Like I'll watch it like the day it comes out. I have all the Chuckies. Like I've got like the collector Blu-ray edition and all that. Like I'll I'll totally oh do gosh. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I, you see? Um, just because it reminded me, did you ever see uh, Hard Candy? Yes, yes, With, I did. Um, Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. one's that's a good one too. Yep, I like that. Um. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely go see it in theater. I don't know about the rest. Uh, Dark Tower. I think I'm gonna wait and watch that at Red. Yeah, Box I'm gonna now. wait for that one. I, I like I said, just, I wasn't like super into. I wasn't those. like originally. You know, they had the plan for this. That's it's it's sad that that's I think a project that's a victim of delays and everything. Cause I think originally that was gonna be like it was gonna be so much more. It was gonna be like you know multiple films, or it was gonna have a TV show tie-in all these because there's so much story there but instead they just took you know seven books worth of content and mashed it into one film and condensed it down so it's if i can look at it strictly if i can throw out all my past experience with everything it might be somewhat entertaining but i don't think i can get past that i completely forgot the movie that comes out september 15th the week after it comes out it's called mother I posted the trailer uh, yes, for it yesterday. Yes. I, I watched it's that It's got trailer. Jennifer that's, Lawrence that's, that's in it. That's kind of what got me spurred on this whole subject for you. Oh, I saw, it's we, so good. Guys, that's apparently that was the thing. You guys were all of a sudden sharing horror trailers. Left it's right, so had, good. It's so good. That's one of the best trailers I've seen in some time. Like, I mean, look at that cast, too. Yeah. Yes. Javier Bardem, um, Ed Harris. Ed Harris. Absolutely. I'm so, I'm yes, I'm so into it. I showed it to my wife, and she was like, you're gonna have to go see that, aren't you? I was like, I, I, yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to go see that one too. So it's like I said, it's it's such a huge. I mean, I don't I don't remember the last movie I saw Michelle Pfeiffer in, and she looks the same the last time I saw her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she looks like she hasn't aged a day, and I feel like I haven't seen her in ten years. Yeah, <laughs> You're absolutely for right. Sure. Oh, that movie looks so good. I can't wait for that. Now, if we could just get another Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> oh, that was that was what me and my buddy with you growing up. We'd rent uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies. Oh yeah, I love Jason Goes to Hell. Did you check the Evil Dead remake that came out not too long ago? Eli Roth's rendition yeah, of it. Yeah, Lucas. He's I so good. That. that was He's so good. It was good. That was good. That's good. I, I love the remakes. I, I wish everything would get remade because I feel like nobody can come up with an original story anymore. So it's like just remake the stories that I enjoyed from before. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm at a loss because I didn't I, have time to prep for it, but I could have came well, in here with like a hundred movies. I, I didn't give you, I didn't give you any time to prep either. I didn't give you any direction. I said, "Here you go, come on board, strap in." Gosh, I wish I could figure out. We watched, um, what is it? Uja, Ouija. Oh What's yeah, the Ouija yeah. board with the, the the like the hippo slash manatee critter thing. No, what? Oh no! Oh, I thought. No, oh, never mind. Yeah, Ouija. Uh, Ouija. Yeah, the, that was good. Did you see it? Uh, I think I've seen parts of it. I think it was on one time when we watched it. It was good. Bit of it, we but. enjoyed it. The little girl in the movie was um, – we watched – Oh, here we go. I found, the, I found the title for you. Eight most terrifying tiny monsters from 1980s movies. So we're going to get it here. Ghoulies. So good. That is the one Ghoulies. I was thinking of. It's a cheap ripoff of Gremlins. Like Gremlins, the first one, they tried to be scary, and then like how Gremlins too, they just go pure on slapstick. Do you see the visit? Um, if you haven't seen the visit, from everything oh, you've told me, your Sha- wife, you have to go watch it. The little M. kids Night go to the Shama- grandparents' M. house. Night Shyamalama, Ding Dong. Yep, yep. We watched <sighs> the visit that. That was, was good. so good. Like, the visit was I, so I, good. 
just from the the sundowners angle that thing was creepy and then what they do how they yep how it turns i was like oh i love man. all that did you see um yep. cabin in the woods yep yep saw that I all liked, the purge I, movies um i've never watched the purge really mm. so i mean it's not like it's not you know horror per se but it's definitely worth watching um was it one of the first one of the first um, movies I watched when I got Netflix streaming? What was it? There, there's a movie that um, I don't know why the Purge made me think of it, but it, it has to deal with it's. I, I love horror and I love post-apocalyptic, so especially when we can combine the two. But it sure. deals with like a I don't remember if it was a like a bomb type of thing. So we're worried about. I think that there was basically some sort of massive weapon goes off and this guy like has to he's like isolated in his house and he's like like seals himself off in there and i can't remember it's not quite like it's more suspense and yeah, so that's not really out. jogging my memory but i can't remember what it's called but it was really really interesting i can't even think of i have to look up the actor to try to okay as the other somebody. movies that came to my mind Cause I'm sitting here just like I'm literally like going through my Netflix history just trying to find stuff. Did you watch The Shallows, the shark movie? Yes, yeah, it was good. That that yeah, was that good. was entertaining. Um, did you see I mean, The Boy? It, like, most about The Shallows was let's show Blake Lively in a bikini <laughs> for most of the film. I liked it, but I mean, are we gonna complain? No, but The Boy that is the one. Let me see. Um. Oh, no, is that the one where it's like he's like the the doll th- thing? And... Yep, and she gets left at home and she has to take. No, care of I the haven't doll. watched that because it, it, it part of it it's in my. I don't like dolls or. You should put that at the top of your list. That's a good one. Go do it. Do it. You're asking. You're asking for a lot here. I love doll movies. If you can't tell, like my child's play fascination with the dolls, like I, I'm I'm a big fan. Because they're terrifying. Like, everybody's scared of dolls that come to life. Like, that's not... Nobody's like, that's not scary. <laughs> like, if you can let go of that and get into it, like, that's absolutely terrifying. I, I've always been a fan of that. There's an alien movie on... Um, there's an alien movie on Netflix that's not really scary, but, like, it's really good and it kind of falls into that genre. And then, and to help you out Which here one? with your, your Netflixation, there's actually one that's terrible. I watched one because it had really great reviews, and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, let's see. Pandorum? Here. That one was cool. I like that one. What is the name of this movie? Sunshine is good, too. Um, the movie I was trying to think of, click, click, think up was called Right at Your Door. Um, premise is a dirty, a dirty bomb goes off in Los Angeles, jamming freeways and spreading a toxic cloud. Ooh. So I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty good. I'm going to put that on the list then. I'm trying to, f- I can't find this movie. Metacritic score of only up a 57, which I'm surprised, but I thought it was much better than that. Okay, here you go. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life is called Extraordinary, the Stan Romanek story. <laughs> it's on, um, it's on Netflix. 
<laughs> I'm sorry All if right. I'm laughing. I can't I'm, help I'm stop look, it. I'm looking it up right now. So when it oh. came up, it popped up on one of my like alert lists, and it was like, you love like The Void, and you love you know all these scary movies. You'll love this. And I looked it up, and it had all these great reviews. It claims to be a found footage, like real documentary of a person detailing that aliens exist. It's the most ridiculous film. I felt like, you know, if I were high or something, it'd be the best thing I've ever seen in the world. It starts off like this guy, like, claiming to see all these lights. And there's all these found footage, like, all these lights and everything. And you're like, okay, like, he's got some footage and some lights. Obviously, it could all be doctored, but, you know, you're trying to yeah. believe in the story. And then it just dumps off this – it just jumps off this cliff where he's like, and then I started seeing them. And then you start seeing, like, aliens through the windows. And they just look like stuffed animals just, like, like – leaning into the review <laughs> you're like well, what are you are you serious oh God, this is the I stupidest see, I'm, thing I'm, I've ever i'm watching seen. the trailer right now i see it like one pops up looking in the window and he's got these audio of like these little girls like on the on, on well, the on, on the phone like like a 90s horrible vhs movie it's awful oh, i wish i could find I'm, I'm trying to find the other um the other movie because they're um that reminds me of um oh no i lost it i lost my train of thought i'm gonna be talking about netflix and this suggestion for you. there is an alien movie it's a ufo movie it's an alien movie where people are abducted. fire fire in the sky still creeps me out because the alien scenes in that movie look so good still i think and there's like the the scenes of like him being dragged around or then when they put that freaking stretchy cheap thing on him and then like put that shit in his eye oh my god that, that's <laughs> freaky stuff i can't i can't find this movie but there's this movie it was on netflix i think it still is i'm pretty sure if i could find it i think it's called alien abduction alien abduction hmm. let's see here if i can find it uh i'm trying to like clean comb through screenshots now this would be one of those movies that i would claim is like not good like it's not a good movie but if you're a fan of like those type of movies, like you'll get into it. Like that's kind of where I was with it. Like you know, it's not the best movie I've ever seen, but like it really wasn't as bad as like critics would make it sound. Like if you're a fan of horror movies, because you know there's a lot of that, right? Right. Especially in horror movies, like there's a ton of movies where it's like the critics just like destroy it, and then you watch it, you're like, eh, it's not so bad. Um, that was one of them. It was pretty good. It was okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Jason Lacey, I love horror movies. <laughs> I feel like we just went on like this 30 or 40 minute spiral where I'm just like trying to throw every horror movie I can remember off the short list things that I've just seen lately. I, I, I absolutely Donnie, love that's movies. what we do on Flux, suppose. They're so good. That's what we do. They're so Gosh. Good. American Horror Story is another one of my favorites. Yeah, you know, we, we, we started watching a bit of that and never got, uh, didn't get super far into it. We watched like the first season and then stopped in season two. My wife thinks it's just like super creepy. I think I think we I think we're in a good place. I think we're in a good spot. It's getting late. I have to go to work for the first time tomorrow and forever. If I don't stop Donnie, he'll go on all night with this. So I'm I'm still sitting here like combing through stuff like the Omen, the Invasion, Dust of Dawn, like <laughs> uh, Phantasm. I just watched The Black Room, which is a terrible movie. It's on Netflix. Oh boy. And it's Donnie how can people find you if they want to find you on the internet at horror movie no <laughs> um 
you can find me on Twitter at Play Nintendo, or you can find me writing about Nintendo like things and other video game things over at the Place of Video Games blog. It's a good blog. You should check it out. I recommend it, and not just because I'm a part of it. You just should. It's quality, quality, wholesome <laughs> entertainment for the full fam, whole family. Uh, yeah, you can find me on all the things. Uh, you check out the show. Uh, we are on Twitter at Fluxtapose, on Facebook Fluxtapose. Hey, you can find me on. Uh, I have a switch code. You can go on the Place of Video Games website. And you can find that. I do have an Xbox Live. You know, I do. Have, I I'm on Xbox. You know, I am Fluxa on Xbox. I have achievements. I do play Xbox. So I used to. One day I'll play it again. Battlefront 2. Oh, I'm tired. I don't want to get up. I don't want to edit this podcast. I don't want to do anything. But guess what? I don't have a chance. I don't have a choice. I don't have a chance. It's my lot in life. So, Donnie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you filling the void of Lucas Rose. And with that, everyone, we're going to drink some milkshakes and do all the things. And we will see you next week for more Fluxtaposed. Good night.